and uh, he saw the potential of this program, and he uh, wanted to come here and be playing in front of these crowds and put on the result that Calgary did to uh, UBC last year, and so far they're heading on that right path. Yeah, great start. Great start on the scoreboard, and to be up 14-1 uh, towards the end of the first quarter is something I think Coach Neal would be quite happy with. I think last year UBC didn't even have a first down in that second quarter. So, yeah, it's a little bit different in that. Very short squib kick here from Van Gills with a little bit of trickery and a bit of confusion is going to be hauled in by Jens Johnson. He's going to tiptoe out of bounds. So, Regina will start just shy of the 40-yard line. Van Gills like always trying something. And again, really interested uh, with the... Loeffler coming on board this year with UBC. Taylor Loeffler and Mitch Barnett, uh, strong newcomers, uh, making an impact last week, and we'll see uh, what, the, what holds with them for the defense today. And Mitch Barnett was Canada's player, defensive player of the week last week. He had eight and a half tackles, three sacks. Former SFU player coming down the SFU mountain to hit a point gray. Passing on first down, picked in hard throw. Oh. And on the coverage there, Chris Adams laying a lick. And that meant that Mitch Thompson couldn't bring that one in. That pass had some zip on it. That falls down to the turf. You can make it second and ten. Yeah, that ball arrived right at the same time as Chris Adams, and there was no hesitation on that tackle, jarring the bar, ball loose. That's a great play. Very active player there. There was a couple games last year. He had a, I believe it went for Regina as well. He had a game-saving knockdown. So UBC looking for their second straight, the force their second straight, two and out here. Picked in. In the shotgun, got Simon in motion. He's dropping back to pass, looking to his left. He's throwing it deep, going down the sideline. He's looking for a man. It's up in the air, just off the fingertips. Very good coverage again by UBC. It was Kevin Weens on the coverage. It looked like the intended target there was uh, Thompson again. Yeah, a little bit of hand-to-hand -hand combat, and the refs kept the uh, legs in their back pocket on that one. That's, uh, that's nice to see. They're letting the kids play. So another two and out forced by UBC. Uh, definitely an improvement on the defensive side here. Only allowing the lone point. Thompson was a guy last week. Uh, he had a couple of catches, and so they've nullified him so far. Simon, of course, as well. He's uh, barely been in, uh, done much. He had a one catch for good yards, but aside from that, they really kept him in check. So Fabian will punt again to Davis. Just gets it off in time. There's two T-Birds running right at him. Davis going to head to his right. Good bounce there for Red, uh, for Fabian. That got some good yardage there. A great pun making up for that last one. That probably went about at least 50 yards there, about the 25-yard line for UBC. It reminds me of that game of magnets when you put the opposing magnets together. Yeah. And the, the ball and Marcus Davis, <laughs> they're just keeping those apart tonight. They gave him his one chance. Uh, they maybe said once, hey, we'll give him one chance, and if he yeah. burns us, and uh, he made that pretty clear when he burned yeah. him in that first possession, and obviously it was wiped out. But Taking the safe route and keeping <laughs> the ball away from him. But he still found ways to contribute. He had that nice catch in the middle. He's shooting those legs. He's the number one running back right now. Probably last play here the first quarter. It's Ten seconds left. O'Connor on the right hash. He's going to be passing here. Right quick slant across the middle. In stride. And that's Lee on the catch there. The new transfer, Malcolm Lee, coming out. The Surrey native who coming here from the University of Nevada. Great catch right in stride. And Michael Connor making that look pretty easy there. Yeah, UBC shifted away from the rather uh, first couple of series. They were looking for the quick outs and things like yep. that. They've been picking on the outside. Now they come back to that slot uh, pattern, post pattern, right down the seam and right in stride. That's a hard pass to defend. So this will be the last play of the first quarter here. 
A lot of guys, four guys in motion out to the right. O'Connor's got a lot of time, good coverage, wide open in the middle of Davis, so just a little high and he couldn't bring it down. So that was Will Watson actually there. William, uh, Will Watson there. Had the space, would have had the first down, but just a little high and like, when he was one of those stasis, he heard footsteps. Maybe turned a little bit too soon, but yeah. That will be the last play of the first quarter. Teams will switch sides here, but a great start for UBC on both sides of the ball. 14 to one after 15 minutes of play. Yeah, I really like what I'm seeing out of O'Connor as far as yes, his uh, yes. patience in the pocket. He stood in there and waited and waited and took a bit of a hit on that pass uh, to allow the receiver to great, have the time yeah, to get that great open. Great number so far. Eight of 13, 143 yards and a touchdown. Last week he had a great start, as you mentioned. He had the 102 yard, uh, the longest play in uh, UBC history uh, when he hooked up with Davis. But outside of that, he uh, you take that away and he throws for only 151 yards, so he's almost eclipsed that right there. Yeah, um, yeah, very good, uh, very good game so far by him. I think you give a nod to the receiving staff. They totally. know that they've got uh, a little bit of a tough challenge running the ball, but the, the guys are running crisp patterns and uh, O'Connor's hanging tough in there and making yeah. the completion. Yeah, the, he's uh, the offensive line. They've given him time as well. He's uh, they, well, they might be getting out of the hole. May, might not be getting the holes for the running backs. They're. Uh, um, are getting it to give him time and you have the first down first half stats here and at least Simon kept in check he had only two rushes for 24 yards um, picked in definitely kept in check three of eight for 35 yards and UBC uh, yeah really spreading it out Morrison with two receptions and the touchdown Malcolm Lee two receptions Will Watson's got one and David Mann's got one as well yeah, and that, uh, you know, forcing Regina into four punts is uh, yeah. that's a big change exactly. for UBC. Uh, good on the defense. That's a good, tough play. As we were saying before the game, uh, we wondered what problems might happen if UBC can't run the ball. Or they haven't really been able to run the ball, but uh, hasn't really made too much of a difference in terms of the passing game. Is While they know they're going to pass, O'Connor has been very calm back there, and he's been on point. He's been hitting quick slants. He's been going onto the sides. He's been lobbing them up. And, um, he's feeling it right now. Making it work. You think Regina's got to be getting a little bit frustrated with uh, the three and outs. We will see, though. The sun is playing a factor. It is shining right um, at the Regina bench right now. And UBC is heading into the direction of the sun. So we'll see if that does make a difference at all as we start the second quarter underway. Connor rolling out to his left, got some time, throwing it down the field on the run. He's going to be hauled in there, flags in the air. And they're going to say Lee was out of bounds. He did haul it in, but feet were on the line, it looks like. There was a flag on the play as O'Connor was rolling out. Yeah, first time we've seen him uh, uh, sprint out. He's actually, sorry, the second time. He yeah. seems to like that sprint to the left side. And uh, that's a tough throw. Totally, yeah. Lee just uh, timing just a little bit off to get his foot down and bounce. And it is a penalty against Regina, so that'll move the chains forward here on that first player of the second quarter. Illegal contact there against the Rams. Ball was on the UBC 47-yard line here, first in 10 years. On the right hash now, O'Connor. Clapping his hands, sets everyone in motion. Gonna hand it off to Davis, trying to go out to left here, trying to get around that corner. Misses that one swoop and gets across up to the midfield, dances out of bounds. Davis, Davis able to get some positive yardage there. Eventually pushed out by Jeff Prop. Davis gets about seven on the play. 
Yeah, good nifty move by Marcus. Oh, oh and a flag here. I believe that would be uh, maybe something was said between the players as they yep, passed each like other. It. And uh, the refs are heading back towards UBC, so UBC is going to nullify that game. Conduct against UBC, so that's about seven yard gain. We'll push the T Birds back. Ball's now at about the 42 yard line. And uh, interesting, uh, Blake Nail, uh, no hesitation pulling out the lineman, I think, who got uh, flagged with that. Yeah. Cool your Jets on the bench. <laughs> I like, like seeing yeah, that out sure. of the coach. That's good discipline. So we'll make it second and 14 here. Connor is going to empty backfield now. He's looking, flushed out a little bit. Another flag on the play. Throws up to Davis, complete. Maybe gets about three yards on the play. But another flag. Zach McEckern on the tackle there. Yeah, flag is in the T-Bird backfield. And, uh, I think that's a good point, CJ. That sun is uh, sort of hitting him pretty hard right now yeah. with the change of... Uh, change end zones with the second quarter but uh I'm really impressed with uh, zach mckechran from yeah he's been, John. he's been flying around he's in on just about every play and a uh, really high motor kid and uh, giving it a lot of effort so another penalty against ubc a face mask so a lot of flares to start this uh, second quarter here kind of throw a wrench into that wide open uh, first quarter or some quite free-flowing but so UBC, uh, Van Gilswick will be back to punt for the second time this game. Yep, and uh, it's great seeing Coach Nil over there uh, getting in the grill of a few players that are... Another great punt by Van Gilswick. Filled at the 30, and UBC good coverage, not allowing much space at all. Trying to get around that corner there. Number 14, Ryan Scheinman. Terrell Davis on the tackle there for UBC. Shang Bean, sorry, on the return. He gets about 10 yards there for the Rams. Yeah, nice to see Terrell Davis getting involved. We haven't called his name too much yet, but that was a nice special teams tackle on the punt cover. So first and 10 here from about the 48-yard line. Regina trying to get something going after kicked in. Couldn't do much in that first quarter. Going to hand it off to Simon here on first down. Sorry, that isn't Simon. He's breaking free. He's across the 40, and he's got some open space. A diving tackle there. Helping him bring him down. A great tackle there by Taylor Loeffler. But that was, uh, that was Simon there. He really broke free, and that's just a little example of what he can do. This might be a one-sided football field. Who's yeah. ever on this end <laughs> seems to be... Uh, yeah, for sure. Has the old gods behind him. Great run. Good hard yeah. run. Straight up the, straight up the gut. About 30 yards on that pickup there. Simon, a very dangerous runner, as we mentioned, 189 yards last week. And he burned the T-Birds for 129 last year here at Thunderbird Stadium. Picked in in the shotgun. Going to hand it off again to Simon, going straight up the middle. Bounces off one tackle, still churning his feet, and he's going to get about 10 yards, and that's probably another first down there for Regina. At least Simon is to break free. Guess who on the tackle? <laughs> Mr. Loeffler, doing his best. Yeah, Regina's, I think that's a good confidence builder for them. Just, you know, you've got the leading rusher in the CIS after one week, and uh, why you wouldn't get him involved with the game and just let him pound the rock. 
Loeffler, uh, Boise State transfer. He's a Kelowna native, but coming back to his own province, joined the blue and gold. One of the top players on this defensive side, going right back to Simon, going to left side. He's got a bit of space, able to keep those feet moving to get a few more yards. Eventually was dragged down by Mitchell Barnett this time. And Simon got some good yards. Well, they're saying the it change. was enough for the first down there, so. First and 10 here, actually at the 11. So Regina doing their best to respond here. They're doing the opposite of UBC, they're doing it all on the ground here. Picton is yet to throw on this drive. He'll be in the shotgun again with Simon right to his left. Gonna swing it out right wide open, it's me holding. Trying to turn that corner, great tackle there by Loeffler to take him down on the reception there. Looked like that was Davin, Davin Johnson. Yeah, slot back, Davin Johnson. And a little, little bit of a mix up, a little bit of a bubble screen out there to the slot back and uh, <coughs> UBC adjusted well. I can't, I'm, I'm so impressed by Loeffler. He's just, yeah, he's, been everywhere he's everywhere. Uh, fun kid to watch. Definitely a blue chip transfer. And with that new rule where NCAA players don't have to sit out a year, he's taking full advantage of that. Here's a Picton, he's gonna roll out to his right this time. He's gonna take some space, he's gonna take it himself. Got a giant dash across that five yard line. a big hit, Whoa. just as he was exiting out of bounds. No flags though, as he was still in bounds. But Picton scrambles, gets a couple yards on the play. Yeah, big lick on the play by uh, actually Troy Hansen pushing him out. Yeah, close to the first down marker. So, they're going to do a quick measure there on the far side of the field. As you mentioned, Regina is going from right to left right now. That's quite a crew, that linebacking group, 8, 9, and 10. You've got uh, Hanson, Barnett, and Loeffler, yep. and they're, they're flying Three the new guys, yeah, they've, and they're hit the ground running here. And it will be third down, very close. So we'll see what Regina opts to do here. Coming in for the measurement, placement. It's about th about the two and a half yard line it looks. So very close to the end zone. And I'm guessing it's about five chain links from <laughs> what I can see with the binoculars here. Yeah. Yeah, saying about a yard. Offense is staying on the field for Regina. I think that's a good call. They've yep. got to they they make something yep. happen and uh, with that leading rusher, why not let totally. him run it in? We'll either see that or probably a QB sneak. The very, at the very, very least, they pin UBC the long field, but it's going to be right under center. Picton take the snap, dive forward. He gets a little bit of separation. It's going to be close. It's going to be close. Probably call for another measurement here. Yeah. And again, Troy Hansen, Hansen in, in there, there mucking it up. Yeah. Good penetration through the uh, O-line by the uh, T-Birds D-line, and uh, let's see. They're bringing him in. Yep. So yeah, UBC, uh, definitely an improved defensive effort in this contest, at least so far. I'm sure they were saying that about last week's game as well over in Calgary when they held them to five points in the first quarter, and then they exploded for 45 more. So obviously it's still a very, very long game. Still 10.51 to go in this. Yeah, it's a first down. And yes, it's going to be a first down. Regina. The Regina fans sitting right down in front of us. Got their cowbells cheering, cheering hard for this Regina Rams team. First and goal from the two-yard line. 
me on the right hash here. Pixon will be in the shotgun with Simon right behind him. We're going to hand it off to him. Diamond straight forward, and it looks like he's oh, he's going to be stopped. It looks like actually. Yeah, fumble. Very, oh wow, a fumble is. Uh, we're still waiting to know. It's still Regina nope. ball. Still Regina ball. But a good stop there. Simon had a good Terrell burst of speed there, but to say Terrell stop. Davis is the one who just came in and stuck him right in his track. So bring up second and goal here. Yeah, good, good penetration no by Davis. Another one of that strong linebacking corp. Almost puzzled me why they go to the shotgun when they're down yeah. so close to yeah. the goal line. Got to give yourself more yards to cover. They're doing the same thing again. They're going to think. Well, they did hand it off to Simon. And again, he's going to be stopping his tracks. Yeah, Terrell Davis again. And Troy, or sorry, Mitchell Barnett on the stop. A little bit of a draw play of sorts. But yeah, Simon nice. Unable to find that hole, you see just clog in the middle. They're not being fooled, so third and goal here. And uh, puzzling. That, yeah, it really is. Why, why, you know, they ran the ball at will down the field, and now they're, uh, they're bringing the slot backs in and trying all this fancy stuff in the backfield. And uh, They're going to go for it one more time. Third and goal, UEC can they get the stop, and they're going to pass here. First time on this drive, picked in. They're going to the end zone, middle of the lob, it's going to be out of the reach. UBC the stop on third and goal. Phenomenal defensive performance there. Yeah, ball Keeping in, this game 14-1. Ball intended for Andrew Bennett and who else? Number 10, <laughs> Mr. Loeffler. Mr. Loeffler in the house again. What a job there by UBC. Great, like said, the top, the top rusher in the nation right now. They hold him twice and then force him to pass, which they hadn't done yet. Yeah, very... Very puzzling uh, play calling there yeah. by Regina. I yeah, think, uh, first year coach for Regina this year. You can see backed up right on the two yard line, it looks like. A bit of a bubbled snap. Swinging out wide to the right. He's going to scramble here and try and get forward. He gets some yards. Ball's out of his hand. He's still getting onto it. He gets a bit of progress there. Michael O'Connor eventually pushed out of bounds by Frankie Gray. Yeah, we've got a, a couple of Regina players down. Uh, looks like they might have collided. They're both uh, checking their ankles and uh, shoulder. Looks like number 10. Um, Jeff Prop, one of the defensive backs. And I uh, can't quite get the number on the other uh, 82 is Mitch Thompson, wide receiver. Thompson's up, making his way to the sideline. Good to see you, under his own power. Yeah, and Prop is still down, being attended to by the trainer. So, Good hard run by O'Connor, getting them out of the danger zone, and uh, opens up a couple more options in the playbook. So you mentioned, uh, it is first-year coaches, Mike Gibson has uh, uh, experience in the CFL. Um, yeah, it's first year with Regina. Two first-year coaches in this contest. So back in play here. Gain of seven there. Brings up second and three here. He'll be passing. O'Connor looking to his right. Quick throw out to Morrison. He calls it in. And he's going to have enough for the first down. A good route there by... Alex Morrison, his third catch of the day. Moves the chains. Kalen Branning on the tackle to bring him down after about a six or seven yard game. Yep, assisted again with Zach McEachern. We've been, uh, it's the Loeffler, Loeffler and McEachern <laughs> show yeah. on defense uh, going on here tonight. 
Interesting play calls. UBC's gone back to those quick outs now, and they might be just biding their time waiting on that slot post. So first and 10 from uh, the UBC 20. Kukano's gonna be flushed out again. He's gonna try and take it himself around that corner and gets a couple yards off the scramble. Pushed out there by Mason Rossler. You like seeing that as a head coach. Your quarterback in a bit of trouble. That scrambling ability uh, gives defenses fits and uh, O'Connor's been running the ball well, making some good positive gains. So balls at the UBC 25. Got about four yards to go, second and four here. Yeah, O'Connor doing his best to make something out of nothing. He's done so and created easier second downs for him. Again, it's very composed pass out left, but uh, Bit of miscommunication there. Lee had not turned by the time the ball had gone to him. Coverage there by Frankie Gray forces the forces the punt here as Van Gilswick and company will come out for his second punt of the quarter. Small little thing that's uh, interesting to note: the, the shotgun snaps have been coming out quite low. Connor's yeah. bending down to grab him off the shoelaces, and uh, maybe that's just throwing the timing off just that little bit. Keyboard center is Blake Pickard. He's been around for a couple years on this T-Bird O-line. Van Gilswick will punt it off again. Puts it off cleanly. Another high, booming punt. Spiraling. That's going to take it way back. And it gets another favorable bounce as well. Going back to pick it up. Here is Rowe trying to make it something out. But he's stuck with a good tackle there. It was Mitchell Barnett. Yep. Put him in his tracks. And Van Gilswick, he's got one of the best legs in the league. And he put it on display there. Good coordination on special teams under Paul Orozzati. That uh, yeah. that line fired off and they came to the right where the kick was going. And uh, they got past the Regina blockers fairly quickly on that uh, special teams punt. Uh, good to see that coordination. Excellent coach with Orozzati helping out that special teams unit. Van Gilswick averaged just over 46 yards per punt last week. And uh, heading into that punt, it's exactly what he's averaging again. So that'll help tick up the average a little bit. One of the best boots in the league. Third year puncher kicker for the T-Birds. Absolutely. I'm thinking we might be seeing uh, a little bit more Boyd Richardson on this series. He's been fairly quiet tonight. It's been a media timeout here. 7.20 to go in the second quarter. 14 to 1 T-Birds. You've been listening live on CITR 101.9 FM and Canada West TV. Homecoming here at UBC, an absolutely packed house. Paid witness to a good T-Bird showing so far. The whole grassy knoll across from us just is covered with fans. And this side of us as well in the bleachers, it's packed, so. Yeah, definitely a festive atmosphere. They had a great uh, tailgate party tonight yep. leading into the game. and A bit of a pep rally of sorts starting over at, uh, over at the new sub, or the nest as I guess they call it now. AMS student nest. And we've got a huge Regina contingent with their cowbells, but they're awfully yep. quiet. Right oh, now, totally, so yeah. Uh, we'll see if they, offense can spark some rattling on this series. We'll be starting at about their 22 yard line here for the great big kick by Van Gilswick. That was a 53 yarder. No, sorry, that was a 75 yarder. Gonna fake the handoff here, rolling out to his right, Picton looking downfield on the run. He's flushed out by Davis, gets it off, and it's gonna fall incomplete over on that far sideline on the coverage there. Dominique Termanson, good pressure again on Picton. 
Yeah, and Davis just flying in there. A little, little bit of a fake and a waggle play uh, by Picton, and Davis uh, sniffed that out and kept right on his heels, forcing the pass a little bit earlier. And Picton now only just 4 of 11 in this contest for just 38 yards. Last week he had a very strong game. He threw for 321, 25 of 37, two TDs, but he did have three interceptions. So far, no picks on either side of the ball. Second down and 10. He's got time this time, looking down the field, going across the middle, high up in the air, just off the fingertips of number 11. That was Andrew Bennett. Bennett. But again, UBC forcing a two and out. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, offense is all about that rhythm. And uh, right now, UBC's just disrupting that rhythm. They're getting fingertips on passes, and yep. you know, that all counts. It adds up, and it just gets the other team frustrated. And there was a flag on the play holding call against the Rams, but it is declined, so Andrew Fabian will be out to uh, punt again. Absolutely. Uh, Davis back again. We'll see what is the result this time. He's hanging out around the 50-yard line right now. Fabian, he's back at around his own five. Clean snap. He gets it off Anglin a bit towards, and another going to low wobbly punt that bounces on one hop two hops now Davis picks it up trying to juke around trying to go back to the middle trying to turn that corner but wrapped up by two white jerseys taken down around the 50 yard line so no game on the play Michael Stefanovic in on the in on the uh, tackle again he's been having a solid game on defense for the for the Rams good special teams cover so Regina is doing a better job of keeping Marcus Davis in check so far. He joined late. He uh, actually returned a big punt for about 90 yards, but it was nullified by a penalty all the way to the house. O'Connor passing on first down. A lot of time going across the middle. Hits in stride. It's wide open. David Mann across the 30, trying to get past the last guy. Across the 20, up to the 10, reaching forward, tries to get the pylon. Timo's got their arms in the air with the ref saying, down with a one, a great route there by David Mann, and Kono hit him in stride, and he almost got it. Desperation tackle there. I think that was Jeff Prop who eventually tracked him down, but first play, about 50 yards there. O'Connor to Mann. Back to that slot post, They're just kind of baiting him on it, and uh, I thought we were headed for a disaster. Again, another low shotgun snap. Yeah. O'Connor got it up and hit Mann perfectly in stride, and great effort by David Mann. Reaching out for the goal line, desperately trying to get that in, and uh, man is man taking the knee down by the by the cone. Yeah, he went down pretty hard. Yeah, it's, uh, favoring his elbow. Yeah, and not I think, good there. I think that's where his weight and his tackler's weight yeah. uh, all came down on it. But he had nothing but space in front of him, and desperation tackle by Prop. Very good jobs. Uh, you could say props to him for tracking him down uh, <laughs> for. Uh, Saving a touchdown for sure, but that was a great throw by O'Connor. Again, he had a lot of time to stand in that pocket, hit old man in stride, and that offensive line continuing to impress and helping uh, O'Connor now. He's close to 200 yards passing in this contest. Yep, they're down here. Now this is where the, the potential of the running game. Again, they've got a uh, different back in the backfield. They've got number 83. That's Cummings, I believe. Yeah, Ben Cummings working out of the backfield. Kind of an interesting... O'Connor under center. Oh, he just gets it off before... Just get to Watson off his fingertips, but O'Connor just got creamed by two 
Regina Rams. He just got that pass off, but two unblocked. That looked like those number 27, uh, Joey Dwyer and Danny Nesbitt. Yeah, they both came un unblocked from the backside, yeah. and O'Connor's lucky. Yeah, he took a big hit on that one. He's a big frame. He's a fairly fairly big kid and uh, yeah. shows he can take the hit as well as hang on to get the ball into the receiver. So the player just checked out uh, Greg Bocott. He's actually the T-Birds quarterback last year, one of the two guys last year. He's moved to wide receiver this year. He was on on that last series. And now O'Connor's going to hand it off to Cummings this time. Misdirection, and he crosses the goal line. A bit of a nice juke there. And UBC now up with their third touchdown of the game. 20-1 to 1 here. Put a nice juke on there. Bryce McKinnon was left high in air, and Ben Cummins crossed the plane with ease. Yeah, nice cutback by Cummins. He uh, planted his foot, went north-south, and uh, untouched right into the end zone. Beautiful play. UBC showing Regina how it's done with those short yardage. O'Connor under center, quick handoff, easy does it. And Regina maybe looking at that and thinking that's what we should have done when we were in that yardage. Van Gilswick will take that kick and he'll put it up and in. Make it 21 to one here, 5.22 to go in the second quarter. UBC clicking on all cylinders so far. Yeah, so far that's our third series, third score. Uh, fantastic to see. UBC's really put it together. I think Coach Nell's got to be pretty happy with that. Of course, now the game becomes staying on top and, and uh, continuing to execute and play right through the rest of the game, not getting complacent, taking your foot off the gas. Yeah, I was looking at a stat just today. I noticed that we were an official for our broadcast last year, but this year they out outscored 89-30 to 30 in the second quarter last year. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> obviously... Uh, Second quarter always pivotal. Every quarter is obviously pivotal, but especially in this this case where yeah they don't want to let Regina get back in and uh, a huge turn of events. They stopped the Regina Rams on first and goal. Three straight chances. Regina had to get it across the plane. Couldn't do it. And UBC miss marches all the way down the field. Makes it a 20-point lead here. Van Gils with another huge kick in over end. Gonna be fielded by Dwyer at his own goal line. He's got some space trying to. Wait for some blockers, but UBC got past all of them and stopped them. He gets about up to the 15-yard line. So that was Jade Rowe on the return there, and it was Evan Horton got the first tackle there for T-Birds. Yeah, that was a great play by Horton. He uh, shared a blocker, a blocker came off his man, wrapped him up, and took him down to the ground. Good special teams play, Evan Horton. So Regina will try and get something going here heading into this halftime break. There's five... Just over five minutes to go in the second quarter here. Yeah, we haven't heard too much out of Bennett or Sindani at all. No, I don't uh, think uh, Sindani has a catch yet. Handoff here to Simon, trying to go on the right side, trying to get back, but oh. huge tackle in the backfield there. Number 56 there for the T-Birds. That was Dante Vigini tackled for a loss. Yeah, it's, there seems, there's some great defensive line penetration. I'm not sure. I'm going to pay a little more attention to what's happening with the uh, Rams offensive line, but uh, we're seeing blue in the backfield pretty fast tonight. I said it was a loss of five here, so second and 15 here. Picked in in the shotgun. He's got Simon to his right. He'll be passing, though, looking downfield. He's got a lot of time. Flushed out now. Right at the 10, just gets it off before he's leveled. He does get it off, and a great catch there and holding on to it there. Number uh, 83. 
Riley Wilson bringing it down, but two huge hits picked in, and he's down on his back right now yeah. on the 10-yard line. Terrell Davis, I think, is going to get called for roughing the passer. Uh, picked in, Little. tough, tough kid. He stood yeah, in there, he and he got leveled. And, and he uh, made a great catch. I mean, a great throw on the... And unfortunately for Davis, uh, you know, safety trumps, and they're gonna yep. they're gonna yep. give him 15 yards on that play. Victon's gonna have to come out of the game for a little bit here, so it looks like we might see uh, Tyler Vieira come in. So this will bring the ball all the way up to about the 40. Oh, it's still still walking forward of the 46 yard line. So Picton, uh, yeah, he's walking up under his own power. Which is very good to see. Absolutely so, massive hit. We're yeah. saying how Tyrell Davis <laughs> would make that adjustment. In the, we've been calling his name more frequently through the second quarter here. He's could really the, stepping up. You could hear the collective ooh from the crowd. Yeah. But Regina gets the play there. That was um, 83. Riley Wilson on the catch. Got to hand off to Simon. He gets up to the middle. Gets past the first set of tacklers but is taken down at the next level just across the 50. Riley Jones brings him down after a gain of about three or four. Yeah, good good hard tackle by Riley Jones. Again a little bit of a, a bad snap. Bad shotgun snap. We're seeing uh, balls coming out a little bit low and that little bit of extra timing to get the ball up and into the back's hands is uh, just creating a little bit of a crease for Thunderbirds to be getting through. So they're able to gain about four, second and seven here, if they're staying on the board. Picton's clustered all around him, and he's going to pass. Actually, no, this is Vieira in there. He's going to throw a back to pass up in the air, and it's hold down. Great catch there by Sindani. It's going to be a gain of about 12 yards, enough for the first down. Anthony Blackwell on the coverage, but Sindani just beat him. Penalty marker in the backfield, so we'll wait to see what that is. Yeah, that was a bit of a knuckleball pass. Good on yeah. Sindani to corral that and get it in. Came off of Vieira's hands a little bit funny. Except that pass is going to be nullified as Holy against the Rams is going to bring the ball back here to about the 42-yard line. So it's going to make it about second and 15 here for the Rams after that pickup of 12. It's great to see the T-Bird D-line. They're all slapping each other, high-fiving. Yeah. They're having a good time out there tonight. Only allowed one point so far. 3-10 to go in this first half, and it's going to be Vieira looking to pass again. Going deep down the sideline, looking for Bennett, and he's going to draw a penalty flag there as he got ta tackled up with a couple of teams. I think that was Termanson there on the coverage, and just, yeah, Bennett it probably wouldn't have got to that pass, but he did his best to stick with it, drew the penalty, and that'll uh, bail the Rams out there on that one and move the chance. Or we'll, wait to see, we'll wait to see if it's interference or contact, legal contact. Yeah, pass interference is Yeah, pass call. interference. The ball heads up to the 54-yard line just across midfield. It's so interesting. Some of these things happen when your starting cue goes out and you get a couple of penalty calls. Yeah. Sometimes that's all you need to kind of get the motor running totally, a little yeah. bit higher. And uh, Regina, not all on their own, but they're moving the ball. And it still is Vieira in the shotgun here for the Rams. Just across midfield. Under three minutes to go. Hand it off to Simon. Misdirection. Doing a spin move here. Turns his 
head down, dives across the 50, gets about five yards there before Riley Jones brought him down. Simon, a very good runner at avoiding those losses, keeping his legs moving and very shifty back there. Yeah, some good churning. And, uh, a three-minute morning now here at Thunderbird Stadium. Score stands 21 to one for the T-Birds as 21 unanswered points. Rams got on the board with the Rouge, but UBC answered right back with a stellar drive. O'Connor has been on point so far this game. Uh, we had stats, but they've uh, managed to disappear on us. But uh, come halftime, we should have another update. But he's well over 200 yards. The first quarter, he was at 143, one touchdown pass on the day. So here we are back under play here, 235 and counting. Down here, Vieira still in the shotgun, trying to lead these Rams down the field. Going to go quick slam through the middle. It's going to be caught by Thompson, up across the 35, eventually brought down. That was uh, Hansen on the tackle, yep. but a very good play there by Rams. Got some good yardage there, about 20 yards pickup. Yeah, Tyler Vieira really stepping into yeah. that pass, some good zip on it, and uh, good on Hanson to be, uh, that's a tough tackle, got to stretch out and make that tackle. And yeah, Picton, Picton only had four completions so far, uh, before that's, uh, he was taken out of the game, so Vieira has came in and done a, quite a nice job, he's spreading the wealth, and uh, right there it was Thompson, going to pass again here on first down, he's got some time, he's looking across the field, it's going to be in and out of the hands, uh, I think that was Picton, uh, the other Picton, Mitchell Picton. Yeah, it's an interesting Trill. connection. We've got uh, uh, there's a lot of family connections on this. Team. Aaron Picton uh, at right guard and Mitchell Picton number six at uh, slot back. Yeah, we can brothers. Good, uh, yeah, good note. Game notes here from the Regina Rams. You can run through, but there's quite a few family ties on this team for brothers and uh, cousins and cousins uncles. And, yeah, and there's, all, there's a lot of Pictons on this squad. So say uh, second and ten here. Two minutes to go, Vieira back to pass, looking deep, looking end zone, through the middle, picked off! Oh, just out of the hands, Anson had it. Just down, but that was a... Sniffed that one lucky, up, trying yeah. to go down the post. And into triple coverage. <laughs> yeah. Vieira very lucky on that one. Yeah, Hansen had it. That uh, that would have been exciting, pulling that one in under Yeah, and he had left. some open space there. That would have almost hit him in stride. <laughs> But uh, this Regina offense is staying on the field. Third and ten here. They're trying to get something going. Get any type of offense before this first half expires. Yet to cross the goal line. Vieira looking left. Passing it out. Going to be caught by Thompson. Down. But it looks like he be close to the first down yardage, though. I don't think he got enough. And Chris Adams, good coverage there. Going to stop him just short. So they tried to... Uh, they took the gamble and it almost paid off. Got about nine yards, but the throw was just a little low and Thompson did his best to just haul it in. And we turn over on downs. Yeah, and I'm not seeing, uh, not seeing Picton on the sidelines. I'm not sure if he went to the dressing room or where he's gone, but uh, it's truly on Vieira's shoulders. Um, that not a bad series for him coming in as a backup. Yep, for sure. CBC's got one minute and 52 seconds to try and add to this lead. O'Connor in the shotgun here. Looking to his right. Going up there. He's going to be looking for man, but a great play there. 
Look at that, that was Mason Rossler who broke that up. Good coverage there. Yeah, came over and slapped that ball down at the last minute. Excellent coverage by Rossler. And again, I just, I can't help but notice that this, those snaps are low and getting lower. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, just hope that they can get that corrected. I'm not sure what's happening with the center, but. Uh, Second and 10 from the UBC 24. O'Connor pressure, but holds it up in the air, looking for Watson down the field. And a late flag. That ball never really had a chance. And actually, there was Greg Bocott down the field, the former QB. And uh, looks like he might have drawn a f penalty there to keep this drive alive. Yeah, it looks like Frankie Gray might be getting the. That was kind of just a prayer down the field as O'Connor pressured heavily and just got it off. Bocott was in the area. And his ability just to stick with it, he ended up drawing the flag, and that moves it Paul forward, moves the chains up to just shy of the 40. First and 10. Yeah, would you like to see here? Blake Nill, I'm sure, would like to get one more score on yep. the board, even if it's a field goal. Yep. O'Connor right under center now. Drops back quickly. Quick slant through the middle. Going to hit man in stride. Sorry, that was Greg Bocott again. Bocott going again, back yeah. to him. And that's going to close the first down yardage. Good route there by the former QB. Yeah, good to see uh, good to see Bocott getting into the game. Yeah. And uh, we haven't seen David Mann for a little while yet, so that may be why Bocott's getting some extra playing time. Yeah, yeah really spreading the wealth. I think that's five different receivers now with a reception. So here comes O'Connor again. Balls just across the 50. First and 10 here. He's going to pass again. Drop back. He's pressured. Just gets it off down the field. Morrison tripped up, and he's going to draw another flag as he got tangled up and... Uh, that was number nine, Jordy Kimbaba. He's uh, in disbelief back there that he got <laughs> called. He thinks it was just incidental tripping, but he's doing Kimbamba, his best. He's yeah. doing his best plead with the ref, but yeah. uh, they're going to have none of that. And uh, again, UBC is <laughs> getting some love from the refs in this quarter. It's yeah. A yeah, there's a lot of flags in the second quarter. They're a pretty open first quarter. So that'll move the ball up again about another. 15 yards. Yeah. Ball is right at about the 40 or 44. That's great to see David Mann is back in action, back in the game. Right in the middle of the field here. Four guys out left, one to the right, two in motion. Again, O'Connor rolling to his left, stops back. Going to hit Watson in stride. Turn from the corner, he's got free. And he gets a few extra yards after the catch. Crosses the 30 and about a 13 yard pickup there, Will Watson. Another great throw by O'Connor on the run, hitting him right in the numbers. Excellent play. David Mann blocking down on the uh, the outside, took the brunt of that uh, play right in the back of the back of the calves. And uh, he gets up, he's, he's playing tough. He's had a few, few good smacks tonight. Crowds cheering again for another first down. 108 to go, UBC in field goal territory. Another quick slant, oh, in the open. It's another new receiver who we haven't seen yet. It was Marshall Cook, and that was just out of his hands, but he was uh, slipped behind two defenders. Very nice route there, and again, O'Connor with another nice zip. Maybe a little too much on it there. It's Snuck on the field for us, and a real quick, yeah. quick turnaround play, and uh, got behind the two safeties. That was, uh, that was a, a sure touchdown if he could have squeezed that one. So that brings up second and 10 from the 27-yard uh, line here. And Gillsbury's got a long leg. 
Regina just blitzing, all-out blitz, tossing it down the field, looking for Bocard. He was a little tripped up. I think he looked up in the air and maybe was a bit surprised to see that ball, so that fell harmlessly to the turf, so. That would be bringing the house. Yeah, Regina that was, uh, ball. they weren't even up at the line, I don't think. They just ran, they just. <laughs> and seemed to work, though, as O'Connor again was pressured. So Van Gilswick will take his first field goal attempt of this contest, and so far this season, he is, uh, it was two of four against Calgary. He made from uh, 37 and 26. This one is from 34. Trevor Casey, the backup quarterback on the hold. And whistles will blow this play dead. As Regina will make a couple substitutions. Bringing on a few subs, and it's so, so great to see Van Gilswick. He definitely was a pillar of consistency last year. Totally, yeah. And uh, how nice for a coach to have that leg to, oh, right, yeah. to fall back on when you need it. And uh, it's fairly automatic. Yeah, he was, um, he was an All-Canadian as a rookie two years ago. Sean Olson brought him in. And uh, it was a position where they had a little bit of uh, instability. They had Billy Pavopoulos, the old kicker, punter. Uh, he ended up being drafted by the Blue Bombers. And they had a fellow, I think it was... Travis Molt for one year and then Van Gilswick and they have that stability now it makes a huge difference his yep. misses last week one was from 55 so see this is definitely in his range at 34 oh, notice they've got some new goal posts here <laughs> yeah. from last year we had the we had the one that was a little bit little crooked last yeah. year so it's great to see <laughs> that improvement with the field Looking very very pristine yeah Kind of UBC chant going here. See them get some traction maybe. Van Gilslick on the left hash. Casey on the hold. 58.8 seconds to go and the UBC chant grows. Clean snap. Van Gilslick gonna kick us up. It's definitely got the distance and it is good. And three more points to the Tabola board. 24 to one now as Van Gilslick's good from 34. Excellent first half. I think uh, the team's gotta yeah. be happy with that. As long as they can get a stop here. Hold them out, 50, 53 seconds. That uh, can be eternity in this Canadian game. Yeah, it really uh, is. Looks like we'll be having the second half in the dark. The sun is yeah, just peeking just over down, trees. Yeah, just picking down, yeah. We'll be able to take our sunglasses off. Great, great night for football. Great to oh, see really, such really a is, great yeah. fan base here. And it is amazing to see the support. And I don't think we heard that UBC chant at all last year, no. so that's nice to hear. Yeah, that wasn't even, uh, they didn't even any um, uh, leading from the cheerleaders or anything like that. It was created all by the fans there. Mitchell Barnett on the tackle of Simon, who charged forward for about eight yards on that first play of the drive. Barnett's really sticking his head in there. He lost his, uh, lost his lid on that play, so he has to go off for a play. But uh, just like clockwork, they've got uh, the sub is in. And uh, that linebacking core, I'm very impressed with how they're playing tonight. Second and two here. Vieira still in the no, yeah, Vieira is still in the contest, and a handoff to Simon, and he found a little bit of a hole and just dove straight forward, gets a few more yards across the 50. That'll move the chains. I love seeing these backs that uh, kind of like a defensive lineman. They can get skinny when they have to, and he uh, yeah. <laughs> he slipped through about three UBC guys, and then got down under a head sort of a headshot that was coming from Chris Adams. And uh, for a big man, he can bend himself pretty well. 20 seconds to go here. Regina still has three timeouts. 
Hand off again to Simon, diving straight forward. Tripped up a little bit sooner this time, gets about three. Shory Hansen in there. 13.5 seconds to go. Yeah, Adley coming up hard and Hansen coming just as hard right across and an excellent tackle, good high tackle, shoulder tackle and took him down. Second and eight here, and it looks like this will be the last play of the first half. As the clock now reads zero, zero, zero. Good time for that hill. And they're just oh. gonna take, no, they're not gonna risk it. <laughs> Vieira takes the knee, and that caps off a very solid half an hour of play for the UBC T-Bears. They get a good round of applause as they jog off the field. 24 to one. Really, a uh, few faults in that series of play. Uh, can't really uh, pick out too much that went wrong. Yeah, good, good strong half. And great to see UBC. It's interesting with the uh, renovations going on at the stadium. They're coming out a different way and running off a different way at halftime. And uh, yeah, anyway, get everyone cleared off and get onto the halftime halftime show. So 20 minutes of break here. UBC up 24 to one over the Regina Rams. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with Howard Smurra of the Province newspaper. He's been covering this team for years. We'll talk to him about what he's seen so far and what, uh, what else we can maybe expect from this team this year. So, but a quick PSA. Uh, but you've been listening live on uh, CITR 101.9 FM and Canada West TV. Stay tuned. We'll be back shortly. Hello, football fans. Alongside my fellow coaching pro, Daniel Chu, I'm Rebecca Marino, here at the UBC Tennis Center. September not only means the start of a new school year on campus, but also the start of another fall season of programs here at the UBC Tennis Center. That's right, Rebecca. In our adult programs, the lineup of clinics and drills starting this month features plenty of options to help hone your skills on court. We have options for players ranging from 1.0 beginners to 4.0 and beyond, all the way up to high performance. Add regular match play into your tennis routine with our doubles and singles leagues starting this month. They span across the entire range of skill levels. You can employ new strategies and build on your fundamentals, all the while engaging with players evenly matched to your skill level. Trying your hand in league competition is a great way to push your tennis game to the next level. Exclusively for our UBC students, we're excited for the return of our co-ed league competition. This new league is an ideal way for students to have some fun playing one another in competitive matches in either singles or doubles. With a valid UBC student ID, discounted rates apply. For tennis players who are forever young at heart, our seniors programs are a wonderful way for those age 60 plus to stay active and have fun on the court. You can maintain a healthy lifestyle by adding tennis to your morning routine. In our junior programs, we offer progressive tennis coaching for youth age groups ranging from baby Thunderbirds, ages three to four, to red, ages five to seven, orange, ages seven to nine, and green, ages 10 to 12. Both competitive and high performance streams are available for more experienced junior players looking to enter into tournament play. That's right, Daniel. All our junior programs include weekly league matches playing on Friday afternoons with complimentary lessons both in practice play and competitive play. We welcome all tennis parents to bring your young stars in for a skills evaluation one-on-one -on -one with our coaching staff. 
Our elite junior program is designed to develop high performance players aiming to compete at provincial, national and international levels. Through extensive mental and physical training, the elite program promotes a healthy learning environment through competition and camaraderie, while emphasizing fundamental skills and strategy. Players enrolled in our elite program will gain the confidence and tools necessary to pursue athletic scholarships and professional competition in the future. For more information or for registration, call us at 604-822-2505. Or visit our website at recreation.ubc.ca slash tennis. On behalf of Daniel, I'm Rebecca. Until next time, keep your shots in between the lines. Enjoy the rest of the football game. We'll send you back to Thunderbird Stadium on the other side of this halftime break. Thunderstorm, thunderstorm, thunderstorm. See the lightning flashing. Thunderstorm, thunderstorm. thunderstorm. Thank you for stopping that. If you actually want to learn more about weather, join the UBC Storm Club. For more information, email us at stormubc at gmail.com. Stop playing those cheesy songs and tune into News 101 Mondays and Fridays for your CITR weather forecast. What did you see in that first half? It's a very stark contrast compared to last year's homecoming. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> I, hey, I just got to set the scene here because, yeah. you know, Blake Mills said he came here because he came to last homecoming game and yeah. saw this great crowd and realized what was potentially possible. Yeah. Well, he's got to love what he's seen here. They basically almost, they almost doubled the crowd from last totally, year. Totally, yeah. I've never seen the entire yeah. grass knoll covered like that before. Now, my, my, like, 15th year back on the beat, I've never seen the stadium looking so bulging at the seams as we say today uh, and, and I guess that kind of is part of the storyline here because uh, I think today's the start of a new chapter in totally, this program yeah. and you look at what they were able to do in that first half of play it was pretty impressive to watch and you hear great things about Michael O'Connor yeah. but you see the touch this guy has the quick release he has and how many balls did he put right in guys yeah. hands that they just weren't <laughs> able to squeeze and still at that point still a 24 to 1 lead so I was impressed with you know, virtually every facet of the Thunderbirds in the opening half of play. Yeah, and like O'Connor specifically, what like our first look at him, and yeah, like you said, hitting guys right in the right in the chest. Uh, like, what impressed you the most? Like, if you could pick out what one little facet of his game. Well, you know, I I, I think he's not going to rush things. I think he's patient and poised, kind of beyond his years, and you can tell why the guy was so sought after. You, when you put somebody with that kind of talent into this kind of situation. You know, the game, the entertainment level just amps up an incredible amount because, you know what, in, in the three-down game, you know, you want to see success in the passing game, especially when you can't run the football. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and certainly the, the touch this guy has and just, I, I don't know, how do you describe something as intangible as, as just we love his presence? Yeah. That's, what it, that's what it was in the first half of play, I thought. Yeah, the stats, 13-23, uh, but 240 yards, one touchdown, and a long of 58 to... Uh, um, that was David Mann there, and he's spreading the wealth as well. It's uh, hitting a wide range of guys. Uh, Alex Morrison, three receptions. Mann with two. Watson, two. Lee, two. It's a uh, pretty potent offense there. And then on the other side, yeah, the defense as well. Uh, what have you seen from them? Uh, well, I love the group. <laughs> I mean, I, I just think if you look at them, you know, from the linebacking through their secondary, so many interchangeable parts. So everybody really has a, a kind of real physical attacking mentality back there. 
Um, I, you know, I, I'm just trying to think, every time I've watched them play, you know, the different people have stood out. You know, and then we were talking before the game about how effective Taylor Loeffler's yeah. been. You see him back there at that safety spot, just a general <laughs> He's uh, on yeah. the field. I thought Termanson played really well, uh, you know, in that opening uh, half of play. And, of course, a guy like Kevin Weens was a big star against uh, Lavelle. Yeah. Mitch Barnett had, had three sacks last week. I mean, you're seeing different guys stepping up. Um, you know, I don't think the depth at any spot in this football team is where Blake Mill wants it right now. But I think right now it's still good enough to be, you know, one of the top, say, three teams in a real yeah. tight conference with a lot of parity. Yeah, so I totally. like where UBC's at. I like the first half they played. And I, the score is indicative of what happened out there. And Definitely, I thought they yeah. were in total control. Yeah, it was I actually looked at, uh, just noticing before the game, UBC was outscored in the second quarter 89-30 to 30 in the second quarter last year. So obviously a pretty pivotal frame here and when they were knocking on the door that three and out or the third stopping them on yeah, exactly goal, like yeah. that's uh and that's one of the best rushers in the, the league the entire cis yeah. as well that's uh um well that was impressive to see and, and and as well you know what there there is not a a breakdown in the red zone look at what they did success wise getting into the red zone and i haven't even looked but i think the three touchdowns were all from like the two yard line in yeah i think there were two one yarders yeah. and a two yarder so they they cashed in when they had to yeah two yard run uh, alex morrison uh, yeah, and then cummings the one yard run and uh one yard td pass yeah so, yeah <laughs> and i don't know where you sit with this but just just the way they're you know trying to use marcus davis with with uh with Beauchamp, um Deschamps rather not there uh, yeah, he's not that kind of running back where you're just going to line him up in the backfield ask him to hit a hole and just yeah. go you got to create space for him get him the ball and then he's going to be especially dangerous so it, interesting to see yeah. you know how a, I mean hey you could say this is a very one-dimensional offense at this point and they're still leading the game 24 to 1 so how about that start though Davis just put it on display what he's capable of uh, it seems like almost every single game he does something like that unfortunately it was called back called back on a penalty but yeah. sure made you think of the hundred and something oh, yards yeah. last week uh, in the first play of the game in Calgary so wow what yeah. what I mean talk about wanting to put the right pieces into place in a foundation <laughs> you might not have everything you want right now but you have superstar totally. pieces in this lineup right so hey if Blake Neal takes this recruits adds to it it's such a at the skill spots where guys are doing really well they're still really yeah. young guys yeah, he's, a great yeah. future here so yeah Davis second year yeah Co'Connor is still first year it's oh uh, he's got a lot of opportunity to as yeah. a drawing card to bring guys into this program oh, man yeah you looked at even like we said before the game Lee came in just in August like uh, a recent transfer and uh, how about as well um, I guess this is the first year as well where there's the no red shirt from the NCAA um, have you noticed that's a difference you cover SFU as well do you think that's going to maybe play a difference with SFU um, coming into the mix and affecting them the whole transferring to, to UBC yeah, I don't know I don't know how that's going to work but I mean obviously when you look at the fact that you know you can simply walk across town yeah. when you get to a certain age I don't, I don't know that that's a good thing I I I, I kind of thought the rule was you had to have two more years left to make the change. So you couldn't do it after your fourth year. Okay, okay. Like if you look at Mitch Barnett, he left after his third year. Yeah. He redshirted his first year. He played three. He comes here. He can play right away. And he's got two years. And I think if you're able to just play out your four years and just leave, I, I don't see that as a healthy situation for either school. I yeah. think, and I think it would cause some tension between the two schools in terms of wanting to get a shrumble going too. Yeah. Because all the players are just going to leave and go to the other team if they want to play another year. If they haven't got the CFL look they want all that kind of stuff yeah. so but uh no I, I i you know 
with Mitch Barnett's transfer, you look at it, and the family heritage behind that one really showed. I mean, the dad played here on a Vanier Cup winner, yeah. two West uh, championship teams, and uh, to follow in his dad's footsteps, obviously kind of neat. Obviously, Barnett wants to play in the NFL as well, just like his, his dad did with yeah. the Lions. Um, and I was going to ask you about that as well. What is the latest on the Shrumble? Are there any? Is there anything new with that? Well, I, I mean, hey, from what I've been told from my sources, the Shrumble got right to the point where they were ready to play the game this year at BC Play Stadium really? during the sub Bowl BC High School okay, playoffs. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, officials had already reserved BC Place Stadium. They had both sides agreed to it. Um, SFU had to make a specific waiver request to the NCAA to be able to play this game because, you know, it's not actually a, a designated bowl game. It's not on their actual schedule, and they're playing, you know, a, a Canadian team in this yep. game. So they had to get permission. They got that permission, but it was only granted for one year. Wow. So they were all set to go. And I, I can't say 100% sure what happened, but the indications I get is that UBC pulled out of the game. Like, I mean, I wow. could be wrong. This is what I've heard. So, so this, would this be during UBC's bye week, or what, what time of the season would this I be? I think it would have been the December... So what after the season would oh, be it's, over? It's, I think it's after the Vanier okay. Cup. I th it's from what I can gather was the information that I was told. So, you know what? The, the opportunity is still there for these teams to try and get this game for next year. Yeah. But SFU has to once again go before the NCAA and request a waiver. And the NCAA is going to say to SFU, we gave it to you last yeah. year to play the game. Wow. Why, why, did, why didn't you play it? And they're going to have to say, well, we couldn't get it going. It makes them look bad. Perhaps yeah. they're not going to get the waiver again. I don't know. That's tough. And the other interesting part is that waiver was to play the game under American rules because it was SFU's turn. Okay. What happens on the on the other years when they have to play Canadian rules? Are they going to get a waiver <laughs> to play Canadian rules from the NCAA? I don't know. Right. Huh. So no yeah. one's talked about that. But you might get one Shrumble in, but could you get two in if you're going to alternate rules? I don't know. Yeah. This is the most elusive game. In, in North American football. <laughs> it, it truly is. And when they get it going again, however they do it, I think it's going to be spectacular. Oh, totally, yeah. It's, it, yeah, it really is unfortunate that they haven't been able to. But you, uh, basketball, though, it's happening, isn't it? Um, yes, yes, it is. Playing UBC it, it, yeah, year? I basketball? haven't heard about the women for sure. But I know the men are going to play in, I believe it's in February, is it? Or whatever it is. I wrote the story. The dates are all <laughs> yeah. going into my head. But they, the two the two coaches, Kevin Hansen and Virgil Hill, they sat down. Yep. They talked about it over the summer, and they want to play the game. Awesome. So kudos to those guys, yeah, right? I sure. mean, you can't really tell who's where and which level right now because they've been playing apart for so many years. But it'll be... Be terrific! Totally, yeah. To see the to see the two teams locally play. Uh, Howard Smur here from the province. Um, anything else you'd like to add about uh, UBC sports? Maybe some stories we can watch out for this year. Um, other teams to look out for. Well, you know what? I mean, I, just just as we start the season here, I, I think that football, with with the thrust and the push it's getting from private sources, obviously, we can yeah. look to our, our right here and see that great academic <laughs> yeah. UBC building being put up here for the UBC football players. This is the evolving kind of vision, I think, that so many people want, but un unless you get a guy like a David Sidhu who's willing to step up and do the things that need to be done to get a program to a certain level, uh, you know, it's not going to happen. And, and sure, you can talk about it, but look, they've done it this year. They brought in Michael O'Connor. Marcus Davis is the poster boy on the program yeah. this year. And look what you see. This is not a fluke. Yeah. Right? We're looking at something where there's a campus buzz. And, 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 and if they were trying for 30 years to do this and they couldn't, well, they did it tonight. Yeah. And that's kind of all you need to know. And I was saying to some guys in the press box, the UBC photographer Richard Lamb needs to walk around Thunderbird tonight and take photos 
from every possible angle to document totally, yeah. in case it doesn't it's happen not just, again. Yeah, it's just not selective shooting yeah, like it does with the past. Yeah. It's, so, it's so great. What if it doesn't happen again? Yeah. Do we have any proof it actually happened? <laughs> so anyway, it's, it's a great evening totally. for collegiate sports in the lower mainland here at UBC. You got to take your hat off to them because they've done an incredible job. Everybody has yeah. in terms of making this game an event. Yeah, if, you, if even they get this half this out, but it's a Friday night game next next uh, okay. two weeks from now, so it'll oh, it could be another fun atmosphere out here. Um, thank you again, Howard, very much. It's always no a pleasure worries. to talk Make to you. Uh, we'll you. Talk, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. soon. Yeah. Okay. Howard Smur of the Vancouver Province, covering this team for many many years now, and uh, yeah, like we're saying, a phenomenal atmosphere out here, and. Uh, um, we're waiting for the official total of how many people are here. And we're here with sports coordinator, sports coordinator Olamide here. Um, you were here last year for homecoming. Yes, I and, was. Uh, yeah. How is it different this year? Well, I mean, <laughs> it is a, a larger crowd. The audience on like the knoll yeah. like, across the stadium is like way more than before. Um, I think. Wait, so are we talking about like? Uh, atmosphere, atmosphere, like, atmosphere like, is great. Just, like, like, like the entire yeah. performance. So there, there was a time when, like, the block by Taylor Loeffler, like number ten, like yeah. when there was like a large um, throw into the, the into yeah twenty yards. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, like Taylor Loeffler gave like a diving like diving tackle, and like basically everybody just went like woo, you know. Like, yeah. it, was, it was like a very very electric, very very exciting to be here. Um, like the like T birds, are, like the UBC T birds are like all you know dressed in blue and yellow. Yeah. You know they're all like dancing to the music. <laughs> uh, the the Thunderbird marching band is here. They're playing like some nice phenomenal. And everything. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, it's been pretty great so far. Yeah. And uh, you saw you were on campus all week as well. And is, did, you, did you notice more of a buzz just in general on campus? Yeah, generally there was a bigger buzz. It was there was it was better promoted than like I mean the. The collaboration between UBC Athletics and the calendar, and yeah. like all the like base, like even UBC blogs was doing like a you know go to homecoming. I think cool, even cool. for Imagine Day, Aaron Bailey, the AMS president for yeah. UBC, was he in his speech he basically told everyone to go for homecoming. So basically every single first year, that's about 1,200, no, 12, uh, a thousand. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, uh, at least at least a couple of thousand for 1,200 sure, yeah. first years will be here. So I mean, you yeah. know. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it really is a phenomenal atmosphere and a beautiful night here at uh, Point Grey as well. Uh, what do you think for the second half? Uh, any predictions? Um, I feel like uh, the Rams would like actually try to make a comeback a bit. They might actually like make a few points. Yeah. Um, but I think the T-Birds are gonna take it all the way, and you know they're gonna like continue doing their defensive play. They're gonna keep like. Um, Michael O'Connor is going to keep doing those he's like really nice passes yeah. um, Davis and you know um, I can't remember the other guy that was up front but like they're all like you know just like breaking free from all the defense <laughs> and like you know just like going in so yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be they're, they're going to maybe score like five more points like sorry, seven points yeah. in, like into the game but like apart from that the UBC is going to like probably just cruise to finish awesome so, yeah. yeah it's uh, definitely been a dominant performance so far and uh, yeah looking forward to this final two quarters of play. Thanks very much. Yeah. Ola, we'll see nice. you again all throughout the year. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all the various sports. Sports coordinator, Ola Mead. We'll got some stats here from the first half. We'll bring Brent back on the air and discuss over those. Michael O'Connor, we mentioned, very, very efficient. Just uh, 13 for 23, but 240 yards. Um, basically eclipsed last week's total already. One touchdown. Uh, rushing uh, again has not been 
the strong suit by any means. They only have a total of 34. Marcus Davis has five attempts for 18. O'Connor's got two for 13. Aside from that, not much going there. Receiving, that's been the strong point, though. Morrison's got three receptions for 43. Mann, two for 81. Watson, two for 47. Malcolm Lee, two for 26. Very well-rounded effort through the air. And uh, again, props to the uh, offensive line for giving O'Connor time to stand in that pocket. And he's been on point with those throws, as Howard Samara was talking about. Uh, very composed, and he's just a very good influence on this T-Bird team. Yeah, CJ, just uh, talking to some of the press people with the uh, Regina Rams, and it looks like Noah Picton isn't expected back in the second oh, wow. half. And uh, so that puts a little bit of weight on Vieira's shoulders, but yeah. uh, I was actually quite impressed with how, how well he played when he came in, and yep. he's uh, certainly not hesitant to step back and fire that ball. Yeah, the stats for uh, Vieira coming in, he was only just 2 of 4 or 25 yards, yeah, as long as a 16. UBC will get the ball back first as they receive the opening kickoff in this contest. Looking at Vieira, it's a third year out of Winnipeg, Manitoba. Yeah, and this is the kind of thing, sometimes that can be the rallying call for the team to totally, pull yeah. back together and get behind the backup. Usually that's the most popular guy on the yeah. team. and. Uh, no, no harm, no foul. He's going to pin his ears back and, and go for it as well. Simon is still uh, one of those dominant runners out there. He's at 99 yards on the day so far. So made at 96, averaging 7.4 for carry. So he can break out at any time. An onside kick right off the bat. It's going to triple right off the side. And Regina's going to get it. Wow. No holes barred there, Regina. A little bit of trickery as Fabian came up, booted it in a just-cross center. Kaitlin Branning scooped it up, and wow, Regina Rams. Yeah, going into the trick bag. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's good. phenomenal play right there. That Catching UBC off guard. They were out there. You could see the T-Birds. They were jumping up and down. They were giving high fives and stuff, and Regina caught them right Yeah, they weren't looking. Great play by them, yeah. That'll dial the coaching staff back oh, in. Oh, totally. So here we go, Regina. Instead of kicking off, they're going right back. And Vieira's going deep down the field, looking for Thompson up by the 20. Diving catch. Oh, what a catch by Mitch Thompson. Full layout. That was a work of art right there. Kevin Weens on the coverage. Thompson just got right past him, and that was beautiful. Yeah, I like the aggression. I like that Regina's coming yeah. back. They know they got a bit of a hill they to climb. they got a fire under him right now. To get back in the game. And uh, I think we might see uh, our good friend... Uh, at least Simon found it at yeah. this point. I kind of hope someone got a photo of that catch because that was full layout there. But a 40-yard pickup. Vieira on the left hash. He's going to be passing again. Looking to the left. Going to drop it to the middle. It's into the hands of Picton. There are flags on the play. That was Mitchell Picton there. He just crossed the 10-yard line. But there is a flag in the backfield. Holding on Regina. Well, erase that gain. Bring it back to uh, the 25-yard line. The sun has officially gone down behind the tree, so we are playing over in the shadows now. Just a little bit of natural lighting here, but the big light stands are turned on. Yeah, and super, super pressure coming off that D-line again. I can't say enough about... Uh, the penetration they're getting in there on uh, just about every passing series here. Yeah, no sacks yet, but definitely applying pressure. 
Fierra throws it up. He's looking for Thompson again. And he oh. brings it down. Another phenomenal catch by Mitchell Tom Mitch Thompson and Vieira. He's found his new favorite target. That was in double coverage as well. He just leaped up, brought it down, and he hit the hit the dirt. He well, held on in a great play by there, the Vieira and Thompson show on that drive. Yeah, you see, uh, you know, the starters Bennett and Sindani, of course, probably have that chemistry and timing with Picton and yeah. practices with the backup. Well, the backup receiver and Thompson and Vieira sure put together an impressive that was, drive. Yeah, that was impressive right there. So. Uh, Regina turning the tables right off the bat. The extra point is good as Fabian knocks it through. As instead of UBC getting the first possession of the first half, they go onside kick, diving catch, and a touchdown pass to Thompson. And Regina's right back in the scheme, make it 24 to 8. And uh, still a lot of ball game left. Yeah, we're talking about that just before the half. Yeah. Part of a winning football team is. That took all of 49 seconds. Yeah. When you're up, it's uh, knowing how to stay up yeah. and, and keep your opponent at bay. And uh, UBC caught napping a little bit there. Yeah, so big possession here by UBC to answer because uh, they, uh, you don't want to say embarrassed, but they definitely got uh, exposed on that drive. Eyes front and center on this <laughs> totally this kick when they come out for sure, yeah. So it's going to be uh, Lee and Davis back there. Actually, no, Lee and Pinto back, actually. Davis is going to get a, a rest. And they're going to switch spots. Pinto is going to go with the left side. Lee on the right. T-Birds heading from left to right on your radio dial. And uh, a couple T-Birds are standing right by midfield right now. They don't want to get caught <laughs> with another onside kick. Here comes Fabian. He'll boot this one off. Hard line drive. A little wobbler and a couple hops. He hits up high on Lee and he brings it down. He crosses the 20 trying to get some blocks. Braids one. He's still on his feet. Crosses the 30. Now a big hit there. Whoa. Coming out of nowhere. That was number 12. Preston Paulson laying a licking on Lee. Yeah, they just uh, unbeknownst to me uh, uh, Orville Lee's son. That's who we're talking about. Orville yeah, Lee. Right, yeah. A CFL player. And uh, great to see that lineage continuing in Canadian football with uh, his son making the leap totally, to yeah. back to UBC. And we get a spot. We'll go through the Regina family ties. There's quite a few. So here comes UBC. O'Connor back in the shotgun. Going to hand it off to Cummings on first down. He tries to switch back towards the middle, and the tackle actually threw him forward a few more yards. Uh, it was Gray McKen who brought him down, but Cummings ends up getting about five or six on that handoff. That's a good hard run by Cummings, and uh, UBC definitely wants to answer. You don't want to fall down to a three and totally, out here yeah. and uh, give Regina any kind of uh, hope of coming back into this game. Coming back to back, so Connor swing out to the right. That was just out of the reach of Davis. He was laid out. So there's the two and out that UBC really did not want in Regina. He's going to be right back on the field and the chance to get some more points on the board. It was Joey Dwyer on the coverage there for the Rams. Yeah, Joey Dwyer is making his case to the referee about a push-off. He's claiming Marcus has come down and uh, given a bit of a push-off to get separation there. So we'll keep an eye on this. Sometimes you plant the bug in the official's ear and it pays off a little yeah. bit later. So high snap and Van Gilswick just gets it off in time. Still a very good punt and it's going to be fielded. No, it actually gets past. I think it's a very good hop. It's a roll towards the 20. It's going to be picked up by Rowe and he's swarmed quickly by Blue Jerseys. Van Gilswick 
<laughs> almost gets the punt blocked and almost goes over his head, but he still boots it all the way down the field. Mitchell Barnett gets down there and uh, wraps up a row pretty quick. So UBC doing a good job of winning this field position battle. Bit of a tricky punt. That one sort of looked like it was going out of bounds and then bounced back in. Yeah. And I thought it might have been touched by a Regina player, but uh, anyway, UBC contained him well and kind of fun to see Van Gilswick getting down there and putting his yeah. nose in as well. So here come, yep. Go ahead. Nope. Go ahead. I'm just saying it'll be interesting to see Regina put together a good series and see if they can build some momentum. 24-8 now. So a lot of time left. Just under 13 minutes to go in this third quarter. And it's Vieira. Hands it off to Simon who gets around that corner. He's going to cut back towards the middle. That's a very good run there by Simon. Gets up to the 30. And looks like that'll be enough for the first down. Simon crosses the 100-yard mark on that run. Termanson brings him down. And yes, that'll move the chains. First and 10 now from the 30. Well, that family connection is coming back into play because what sprung that play was a great seal block by Aaron Picton uh, over at the uh, left tackle position. Excellent seal, and that just sprung sprung a, a good eight-yard run there for sure. The ball just inside the left hash. Vieira going to hand it off again to Simon. He's got space. He's going to go to the 40 now. Trying to turn that corner to get past Adams. Into a stiff arm. Still on his feet across midfield up to the 50. And Adley Simon showing why he's one of the best backs in the league with a very good run about 30 yards there. Dominic Tremanson again is the one who finally gets up to him and pushes him down. But a very good blocking there. Created a scene. You can feel that uh, confidence building. Uh, oh, Simon totally. is... Uh, running and what I'm seeing that's a bit disturbing is just uh, people grasping with hands. Uh, he's too big. <laughs> You're not going to bring him down with a hand tackle. <laughs> so Regina quickly into UBC territory on the ground this time. Vieira pressured and he's going to throw this one away. As right up in his grill that was Dante Vigini. Yeah, they had a they had a screenplay set up, but uh, UBC had sniffed that out. And smart play by Vieira, just chucked that away and uh, don't lose any ground uh, taking the sack. Yeah, Simon is uh, only six feet tall, but he's 205. He's a uh, he's a big body, and uh, he gets up to top speed quickly. Now up to around 130 yards rushing in the game. Vieira is passing on second down, second and ten. He's going deep. He's looking for Thompson again, trying to get past Adams. Thompson up in the air, and oh, he almost made another great catch, but Adams was able to catch up with him and broke it up. So great play there by Adams. To yeah, Thompson is uh, he's hobbling a little bit. I think uh, Chris Adams fell on him. That was good coverage, good tight coverage, and uh, Thompson's. Uh, Jumping or hobbling then on his left foot a little bit as it comes to the sidelines. So it uh, it's actually not Davis back to uh, yeah. field the punt. It's a Pinto, Travel Pinto. So Fabian will take another boot. He'll take this from about his 50-yard line. He's going to angle it towards the far sideline. Pinto's going to take this on a couple hops. Eventually will get there. Ooh, and he took a big hit as he went down to get it. There is a flag on the play, probably for no yards. Yeah, it's a, a wobbly punt on the bounce. And right, uh, good punt there by Fabian. It's pinning the T-Birds in that coffin corner territory right on the 10-yard line. Yeah, that was uh, 
So it looked like uh, Mitchell picked in again. Just to remind you, there's a host of Pictons playing in the game uh, when we're calling the different names. Yeah. So. You yeah. see Aaron, pinned on their six. Aaron Pickton and Mitchell Pickton are brothers. And then uh, those guys are also cousins to Noah Pickton and Blake Anaka. Those are all cousins. Luke Wilson and Riley Wilson are brothers on this team. So here comes UBC deep in their own territory. O'Connor trying to get UBC back on the board here. Takes a hand off to Wilson right through the middle. David Mann got one hand on it and just fell out of the reach of the giant defender there. That little bit of play action. Uh, again, I can't say enough about O'Connor. Really impressed. He stood in the face, face of an unblocked rush coming in and tried to hit man on that uh, slot seam again. And uh, they, that, they really seem to like that play. And uh, if they can connect, I think uh, one of those could go for a long run shortly. So second and 10. UBC trying to avoid their second straight two and out of this quarter. On their own 13-yard line. O'Connor in the shotgun. He's going to have an empty backfield here. Looking to his right. Got some time in the pocket. Eventually he's going to be flushed out to his left, and he's going to take it himself. Crosses the 10, makes a juke, trying to get around the corner to the left. Stiff arm is still on his feet, dives forward. Might be just short of first down yardage. Eventually it was Jeff Prop who took him down. Yeah, good hard running by Connor O'Connor. He gets out there and not afraid to put his head down, chopping his feet. And uh, that little clock in his head said it's time to go, and he took off and a good solid run, just short of the just short of the first down. So. And when you've got a punter like Van Gilswick, why not? Yeah, get get you out of trouble. Yeah, the two uh, Regina players are back around their own 50-yard line right now. Definite respect, seeing as though Van Gilswick's currently at his own five. So he'll pump this. We're just under 10 minutes to go. And uh, Van Gilswick's not even going to give it a chance. He's just going to take a knee and concede the two points. So that pushes Regina up into double digits. Makes it a two-score game. 24-10 now for the T-Birds. Yeah, interesting call. You know, now we've got to watch that uh, field position battle and who can sort of gain the yards and the inches and get set up uh, for the end of the game. Uh, it's going to be on UBC once uh, they get out there to hold hold Regina off and uh, kill any momentum they might be building. Yeah. So far this quarter, Regina has outscored UBC 9-0. After UBC responded with 24 unanswered in that first half, Regina got on the board first with a rouge, and then it was a Alex Morrison two-yard run. And then a Morrison one-yard touchdown pass. Cummings had a one-yard run, and Van Gilswick a 34-yard field goal. But then Mitch Thompson getting uh, Regina on the board to start the second half. Second half off with a bang. It's great to see Picton. Uh, he's made his way back to the sidelines. He's got his Good. helmet on, but I'm not Good. sure uh, if Coach should be greenlighting him to go be going back into the game at all. The big boot by Van Gilswick fueled it at the 10. A lot of space here. This is a row trying to find a seam. Cut back to the middle. Has a bit of space. Tripped up. Gets about 20 yards on the green. Just shy of the 35-yard line. Chris Adams and Troy Hansen in there. Combining for the tackle. Yep. Perfect inside-outside. High-low tackle on the kick return. Excellent play by the T-Birds. So Regina will start this drive at their own 34. And indeed it is Vieira back out there. On that first drive of this uh, 
half he was leading it through the air, but last way it was Simon who did a lot of the legwork. See what they decide to go to here, a first down. Fake pass, go down the field, but Thompson, he wasn't looking for it yet. So that follows harmlessly to the turf. There's double coverage there as well. They're really trying to key in on Thompson. He's burned them a few times already. Yeah, safety coming across. They had him triangulated actually with three guys. So I think Thompson's uh, unscouted time is up. They're going <laughs> keep to a, keep a close eye on him now. He's made two magnificent catches here yeah. tonight so far. So second and ten here. UBC trying to force a two and out of their own. After or sorry, Regina has scored on both of their possessions so far. He's going deep again, long down the field, looking for Thompson. That's well out of his reach, and again, double coverage there. That was uh, 38. Sorry, that was Blackwell and uh, Loeffler on the coverage. They seem to have fallen into a bit of a home run trap yeah. here. Uh, <laughs> an all or nothing for getting just get that 10 <laughs> yards and move the ball. So UBC will get the ball right back. Trying to improve on this two-score lead. 24-10. And again, we've got Pinto back, not Marcus Davis. Pinto and Lee. Fabian again out for the kick, and he's going back to the far side, and a bunch of flags on the play. Fielded cleanly and cut off across the field there. That was Lee. Gets about 10 or 15 yards on the return. But three flags all flying in the air. That was Mitchell Pickton again on the tackle. I'm not sure what the flag's for. Uh, it's, uh, against UBC. It looks like it might be off. So. It is against UBC, so it'll move the ball back kind of into a their territory. Funny spot where it is, but uh, yeah, it looks like they're moving them back. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's offside UBC, I believe. Yeah. Or either off, I think it was offside or too many men. But either way, Regina's getting the ball back. I think it was too many men because that was in the backfield where yeah. that flag was thrown. Yeah. So good, good eye, CJ. So potentially costly mistake there. So Regina gets the ball back. And they're 44, and Simon's diving straight forward. He's still moving the pile, charging ahead, and gets that few extra yards up to around the 50 where he was stuffed, but forward progress, probably going to get about five yards on the play. That's great. The uh, good hard run there. Yeah, he hits that pile at full steam. Classic. <laughs> Battle of yeah. the bulge. Both yep. sides going at it. We've got a player down for uh, Regina, number 64. Keenan Carrier uh, taking the knee, but coming off now with the help of the trainer under his own power. He's a big man. Yeah. With a strong focus on your local 7.42 to go in this third quarter, 24 to 10 here at homecoming. UBC taking on the Regina Rams, and you're listening on 101.9 CITR-FM and Canada West TV. CJ Pentland and Brent Calvert along on the call. It's been a great game here at homecoming. Vieira back to pass, looking again, and he hits his man. That looks like it's picked in out there, and he... Drags a defender for a few extra yards. Mitchell picked in that time with the catch and 
Another first down Regina. Terrell Davis eventually the one who grabbed hold of his leg and brought him down. And in case you're just tuning in for the second half, Terrell Davis, uh, excellent coverage and tackle there on the well, on the short pass, which is nice to see out of Regina. But, yeah. Uh, Terrell Davis made his mark early in the game in the second quarter, uh, hitting a ferocious hit on uh, starting Regina Rams quarterback, yeah. Noah Picton. And that's put the backup, uh, Vieira, into the game and really impressed. You know, we were wondering coming into the game tonight about uh, Terrell Davis making the shift over to linebacker and uh, what that would be like for him and how he would respond. And uh, I would say he's had a very strong game tonight uh, in all facets of the game on defense. So looking at stats, Vieira has came in and done a fairly nice job. 5'11 right now for about 100 yards with a one touchdown toss. And Atlee Simon, another very, very strong game by him. 15 attempts for 139 yards, average of 9.3 per, a long of 36. So the dangerous weapon he is on display today at all his skills. But UBC did have a good, uh, impressive stop of him twice on the goal line. Big play. They forced that three and out while Regina was on the two-yard line. I'm liking this energy shift. UBC moving to the other side of the field. Fans up on the grassy knoll, if you will, behind them. And uh, I can't imagine the kind of uh, feeling the players are getting looking around and seeing such an uh, overcapacity crowd here tonight. It's, uh, totally. it's exciting for UBC football. Yeah, we'll wait for the official amount, but... Uh guessing at least 6,000 here in attendance. And uh, if they can even half of this out to future games, that'd be a definite victory. Past couple years, they're averaging about 1,000 or so for most games outside of homecoming. So back underway here, just over seven minutes to go, and back to Simon here. And again, he's just going right into the pile and dragging a few defenders. We'll get about three or four yards before eventually Yanni Kabbalist, we haven't called his name yet. He was a fixture last year in the middle of the field, so getting some... Uh, Playing time here, gets the tackle. Yeah, and Atlee Simon, impressive. He's, you know, he's first contact guy. He's always rolling off those tackles and making extra yards. Good hard runner. Yeah. Very impressive. Second and six here. UBC looking for a stop. They did get a stop earlier, but a penalty gave Regina the ball back and a chance to extend this drive. Vieira looking down the field. He's complete again to Picton. Mitch Picton points forward because he's got a first down. Regina moving the chains very effectively here. I'm surprised. Uh, Andrew Bennett, we haven't uh, called him much tonight. He's, no, no. he's a big receiver. I just uh, caught a look at him and he's got uh, he's got all the size and speed things you'd be looking for and I'm just thinking he's uh, a bit of an untapped resource they haven't gotten to yet tonight. Yeah, Bennett last week had eight receptions for 115 yards and Regina's lost here. Back to Simon. He's got a seam and he's diving forward again. He's going to have enough for a first down. Just a tiny bit of a to the seam there for Simon, but he found it and slipped through across the 25 and up over 150 yards today before Hanson brought him down. Yeah, Hanson had a little bit of a pony ride there on his back, <laughs> but he did get him down. So, and, uh, Another couple of helmets popping off. Uh, the boys are popping out there. Uh, when that helmet comes off, of course, they've got to come to the sideline for one play. So Regina taking a lot of time off the clock here. As they've got a good mixture of short passes and runs on this drive. They're going to run it once more to Simon. Sitting straight up the middle. He's tripped up. 
It's about maybe four or five. It looked like that was Cabalus in, in there who got the first contact. Yeah, good dive. Got got him tripped up and a little bit off balance. So they need to do, keep doing it. Got to get that before he hits that top speed. So he gets that top speed pretty quick. Looks like they've got just under five yards to go here. Yeah, balls on the edge of the red zone, 20-yard line here. Left hash, Vieira. It'll be passing here. Pressure a little bit. Loft out towards the edge. Looking for Thompson again. Battling down there. And what a catch by Mitch Thompson. He's got to stick him on those gloves. That was another acrobatic catch. Battling it out with Chris Adams. And Thompson again gets the best of him. And Regina is unbelievable. They're within a touchdown. I tell you, Mitch Thompson and yeah. Vieira, they're <laughs> impressive showing by him. Just he back. Was, Adams was draped all over him. Yeah. And he sort of, he got lucky. The ball was a little bit underthrown to the inside. Yeah. And I think uh, Chris Adams had taken that outside line on the ball. And uh, Thompson just twisted in the air. Uh, what body control. What yeah. body control is right. And extra point is good. So make it 24-17. The tides have turned here in this third quarter. Regina has outscored the T-Birds 16-0 in this third quarter. And, yeah, that's... Uh, the beauty of fo Canadian football, really no lead is safe. Yeah, it's just interesting watching on the sidelines. You see the the energy level picking up with Regina. You see the high fives coming back, yeah. and things have gotten a little bit quiet on that totally. UBC, it's, uh, UBC sideline. I, do, I really do think that was telling the start of that second half. Everyone was jumping up and down, high-fiving, and then this boom, you get an onside kick, and uh, that really exposed the T-Birds, and uh, that... Um, Tweedy men on the field call comes back to bite the T-Birds as well as uh, what was a punt uh, turns into seven points. Speaking of too many men on the field, we've got a 2-2 clad oh, fan <laughs> making his way to the end zone, cooperating. Oh, look at that. That security guard's full sprint, and he's he's looking for his first tackle of the night, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. This oh, is his yeah. one shining. Oh, he's, he's, he's slowed down. He might have gave it a oh, little bit. Is he going back? Pass. Oh, got to start the foot race uh -oh. here. Oh, and we got a security guard down. And we've got... He's wearing a tutu. Someone get a camera on this guy because he's going to get taken out in a minute here. Yeah. Oh, oh, great front roll. Well, after that diversion. He might be wise. Oh, and he's running right towards... The police, The yeah. Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Uh, and he's... <laughs> Awesome. Their gentle approach. So for that, bit of a delay. We'll get back underway here as Fabian's going to boot in a very another short kick, going for a bit of a squib, and up in the air, and Regina's going to get this. Oh, my goodness, another onside kick. And Regina's going to get the ball back at midfield. As I didn't see who that was who missed it. It might have been Marshall Cook. Yeah. Who kind of... There was a T-Bird in front of him, but he kind of jumped up into him to try and make the hero catch up high and bounced off his shoulder pad, and there was just nothing but white jerseys around where it fell, and Regina Rams have just completely turned the tides here in this second half. Yeah, a little bit of confusion on whose responsibility, and uh, two guys going for it, bounced back, and uh, got to give points to Regina. They've been yeah, uh, this very is clever this is phenomenal. on the execution here. It was just a short high squib kick basically and 
you should be able to take those. Flag right at the play. Vieira's going deep down to on the left sideline. And another, oh, well, just an in and out of the hands of Riley Wilson, the intended target there. And again, it was Adams. They're really trying to pick on Adams, but... He must he got have the said something time. to someone earlier because yeah. they are uh, totally attacking his area right now. There was a flag on the play, though, right at the line of scrimmage. This crowd has definitely been taken out of it here. Looks like they're talking to Regina, maybe against UBC. 4.42 to go in this third quarter, and it's 24-17. UBC was out to a 24-1 lead at halftime. But an onside kick by Regina turned into a touchdown, then a safety. Then another touchdown after a penalty gave Regina the ball back. Another onside kick, so uh, here we are right now. Yeah. That trick bag is getting uh, open totally, and yeah. closed uh, repeatedly tonight for Regina. So a penalty is declined, whichever second it was. Down. So second and 10 here from the 54 of UBC. So UBC, a uh, big possession here if they want to get the ball back. They haven't, I think they've only ran maybe five or six plays this half so far on offense. Vieira, a little low snap. He's got time. He's going deep again. He's got a man down there. Picked in in his reach, and he hauls it in at the 20-yard line. Mitchell picked in. Good body adjustment, and he... Pull it right in as Vieira led him to the ball. Loffler on the coverage, but was just a step behind, and Regina's inside the red zone. It's unbelievable. They're just... Yeah, this uh, is... Uh, I, I can't think of a better phrase than saying airing it out. Really? Uh, yeah, he's just loffing it up there, and Regina's getting a step. And uh, I'm seeing people, the UBC Thunderbird backs are getting up and raising their hands and shouting at their teammates, and uh, yeah. you, know, you got to keep your composure here. Exactly. they got to... Just remember that they were so dominant in that first half and here they go again. They're gonna hand it off to Simon, trying to bounce out to the left and he's got the corner. Flag on the play in the backfield. As Simon dives towards the 10, gets maybe about six on the play. There's Mitchell Barnett on the tackle and it is a penalty against the Rams. It'll be holding so that'll bring the ball back. To say though, it, it seems very much like Regina is just playing with nothing to lose right now. They're, it's uh, Vieira's out there and he's throwing the ball, just kind of not chucking it, but he is throwing it up there and letting his receivers do the work. And they've responded by uh, making some very, very nice grabs. Yeah. Well, when your starting quarterback goes down, and you know everyone's got to poke themselves in the chest and say, "What am I going to do about this?" And uh, boy, the receivers for Regina and. The line in particular has been outstanding on their pass blocking. Haven't had the updated stats yet, but Vieira well over 100 yards right now. He's going to throw it up again, looking for Wilson, but there's a double coverage there. Is in, uh, there with Jeff, La or sorry, uh, Blackwell, and uh, okay, that was um, Loeffler on the coverage. Second down and a country second mile. And 20, yeah. <laughs> second and long here. <laughs> and I I wouldn't be surprised if they aired it out again. Yeah. <laughs> they are in uh, field goal range. They're in Fabian's leg. He has yet to attempt a field goal this season. He has uh, attempted many during his Regina Rams career. They will pass again on the right hash. He's looking deep down the right side. Into coverage again. Just out of the reach. 
Look at that was Bennett there. Going for Bennett finally. We knew that was going to come. And uh, Bennett had got uh, separation from the jam and got loose. And the ball is just uh, maybe a foot in front of him. Otherwise, yeah. that would have been a score. But definitely, uh, UBC does seem to be learning a little bit. They are. Again, that was two blue jerseys in the area. I said Fabian, it's his uh, fifth year with the Rams. Strong kicker with the squad. Yep, and he'll so. take an attempt here from the 35. From the right hash here. 3.05 to go, trying to make this a four-point game. Ball's up, very low line drive, and it is no good. Wide to the left. Picked it up by Davis. He's going to try and get out to the left there. Darts back. He's got some space. Driving across the 20. Trying to cut back towards the middle. Trying to drag down. He's trying to spin. He's still on his feet. Up and he's going to the left. Across the 30 now. Trying to move the pack. He's got blockers in front of him. Coming across midfield now and eventually brought down. And around the Regina 50. That was Marcus Davis. Special right there. Eventually it was Sam Vareo to bring him down, but Davis looked at those about three different times where he was going to get taken down, but what a job there to stay on his feet and get a huge gain into Regina territory. Keep that uh, additional point off the board. Yeah. And uh, how exciting. Crossfield run probably 90, years, 90 yards from one corner to half field on the other. He really is... Mr. Dangerous, as they were calling him. And O'Connor, a very nice calm pass, but that's it was out of the reach of Davis there. So it was Watson, the intended receiver. A bit of a confusion there. Uh, two receivers standing side by side. I'm sure that wasn't the call. But, uh, important for UBC to settle it down, yeah, get they, control of the clock, and just uh, climb their way back out of this. Only Don't one get, first down so far this half for the T-Birds. <laughs> And they have second and ten here. They've been good on second down conversions that first half. O'Connor's going to air it out again up high in the air. And Watson meets up. And he's going to bring it down close to first down yardage. Great catch there by Watson to go up and get that. Well, I, think he's got, I think he's got the first down for sure. It's a great yep, show there. Down. Good job by Connor to stay in there and air it out. Watson with his third catch of the game. That's number 99 for Regina. David Poulet, I believe. Zule. Oh, he's chugging off on his own field. Yeah, I feel like he, was, he just went down on a knee. and So good to see he was jogging off there. So look at last year, just at Andrew Fabian's uh, kicking. He was 11 of 15 last year. His longest is just 41, so I mean, so far this season, 0 for 1. O'Connor back on the play, hits Watson in stride, coming through the middle, crosses the 30. Another first down for the T-Birds. Kyle Miller on the tackle for the Regina Rams. Yeah, it's that slot, quick slot post, and uh, hitting him in stride, and uh, that's great, great for O'Connor, and a really great yeah. uh, just settle this, settle this group down, and let's get moving that ball. Yeah, right getting now. that rhythm back. They haven't found any at all. Just inside two minutes to go in this third quarter. You can still still hanging on to a seven-point lead, 24-17. Ball on the left hash. Going to hand it off to Davis. Going to try and juke out to the left, but he's wrapped up quickly by two Regina players and a couple more come in for good measure at the end of the play to make sure he went nowhere. 
Yeah, not not surprisingly, again, it's our friend uh, Zach McEachern in on the play. Yeah. A little bit of a counter, and uh, they had the fullback in to help with the blocking, but uh, Regina sniffed that out and uh, caught Marcus for a bit of a loss. So second and long again. We're going to say it's second and 10 still. No, second and 14, actually, as Davis again tackled for a loss. Just on the edge of Van Gilswick's field goal range. O'Connor's passing. Drop back time. Lofts it up. He's got Wilson. Watson open just out of his reach. As Watson had a couple steps on the vendor, but just out of the reach of his fingertips. And ABC is going to bring out the special teams. Yeah, just, uh, just at the front cone going into the end zone. It was a beautifully placed ball. Yep. Safe spot. No, no chance for an interception. And uh, just a... a Valiant effort, just a bit long. So McGillswick will try here from 41. One for one on the day. He hit from 34. Three for five on the season. Casey on the hole, low snap, and it's up. It's definitely off the distance. Well high, but it is good. Three points on the board for the T-Birds. Much needed points. Makes it a 10-point game here. 27-17, 49.9 to go in this third quarter. Absolutely. Well, again, those snaps, you're thinking you notice these kind of things in those low snaps. <laughs> uh, but uh, good job on the holder. I wasn't sure who that was, but uh, scooped it up and got yeah, it Yeah, backup QB, Trevor Casey. That was, a, that was an excellent job. Unsung hero. Yeah. That's a tough <laughs> job when you got guys totally. rushing at you. And that, that field goal had plenty of distance as well. So make them two for two on the day for the third-year kicker, Van Gilswick, former All-Canadian. He's off to a great start of the year punting as well. First play from 35, and Simons wrapped up really quickly. Doesn't get much on that one as it was Levi Hua in there wrapping them up. Yeah, that's... Uh, one man forward, three men bringing him back. That was a, a good gang tackle from UBC. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see our friend Thompson bust loose here. <laughs> He's out here on the left, on the near sideline. He's matched up with Hermanson. Second and eight, they're saying. And there he is dropping back to pass, and he's flush out of the pocket. He's going to scramble, airs it out down the field, and it's going to be just out of the hands. A little bit of contact down there. Regina players are their hands in the air. And number 26, Devin Johnson was the intended receiver, but a good stop there by UBC getting a 2 and out. We'll bring out the punching unit. Fabian will come out again. For him, this will be his uh, seventh punt of the game, averaging 40.5 yards per attempt so far, as long of 52. Two inside the 20. He'll be Lee and Pinto back again. So that's a very good punt there, end over end, into the basket. Sorry, that is Davis, and let's see what he does this time. He's dancing out to the left side, looking for a few blockers, and gets a big one. Going to go up to midfield, trying to find some space, but it's pretty crowded over there. He gets up to where he about he was last time at the end of his run and pushed out of bounds by... That was, uh, I just going to say, that was uh, Marshall Martin. Cook with uh, an exceptional block yep. to spring Marcus on the, on the corner. So another very good return, probably about 20 yards or so by the second year back. And uh, 
That is also the first and uh, last play of that third quarter. So UBC, uh, they got very, uh, definitely outplayed for the first 10 minutes of that third quarter. Regina looking pretty, pretty good. UBC able to salvage some late points and trying to steer things back their way. It stands at 27-17, 15 minutes to go in this one. Yeah, 10 point spread. Fourth quarter, this is where, uh, right? Yeah, this is where you Lock earn your happen, keep. Yeah. And uh, it's great to see UBC in this position. Yep. Uh, well, last year, there was a lot of games that were well out of hand <laughs> by this point, so. Yep. Yeah, it's a homecoming game that's definitely uh, had its very exciting moments, both for both teams. And uh, yeah, the fans have been uh, treated to a good show tonight. For those of you listening on CITR 101.9 FM, Thanks for tuning in. We got 15 more minutes of exciting action and also Canada West TV live streaming on theirs. We'll get some stats here shortly. We'll run through. Uh, not a very great offensive quarter for UBC. They picked it up a little bit late, but as we said, Mitch Thompson and uh, Vieira to the quarter. They really were clicking in that one. Yeah, we've been seeing, uh, again, UBC good production out of their slots. Uh, wideouts have been a little bit quiet, and the running game has been yeah. Yeah. quiet. Uh, hasn't Marcus really been much of a running game, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so makes you wonder. You're hoping that Brandon Deschamps is uh, on the mend and coming back, because um, right now they're sitting uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, in that third quarter, 13 rushes for 39, 39 yards, yards versus yeah. uh, 22 rushes for 170 yeah. yards. Uh, yeah, they only had. Uh, I think they only had 23 yards of offense in that quarter. O'Connor passed for 23, currently sits at 15 for 29, 263 yards after he had 240 in the first. He's going to add a few more here as he swings. Oh, no, a drop there by Lee. He was in the clear. I think he just turned a little bit too soon there. He was out to the right, so that'll fall incomplete, bring up second and 10 here. Those are the sometimes 51. the hardest catches when you're wide open and yeah. uh, looks like a big Zeppelin coming to you. <laughs> Watson still is the top receiver, four catches, 70 yards. Man's got the most yards though at 81. Hit the big long 50 yard, 58 yard pickup. And here, second and 10, another big down for UBC as Regina rushes up to the line. O'Connor, very low slab again, picks it up off the carpet, backpedals, and throw it through the middle and just out of the reach of Man, and he took a big hit at the end of that play. That was uh, McEachern, I believe, again, coming in there and. Yeah, you knew, you knew it. Those snaps are going to yeah, get you, that, and that, that was it. Yeah, he had to backpedal quite a ways to get that separation that he uh, wants, and even if man caught that, uh, those yards that he had to spend backpedaling uh, would have left him well short. Yeah. So again, Van Gilsburg will have to punt here. He's had a great game punting, punting here. 57 point four yards average and a long of 75 another big booming one angled towards the corner and not his best effort there goes out of bounds around the 32 or 28 yard line it's a little bit like goldilocks yeah offense is in the punts are low <laughs> the punter comes in the snaps are high it's uh you know let's just level those out and get them in the middle but uh, it's interesting to note that UBC is using kind of a lever style of snap with the ball held on the end. And uh, Regina, I think, is also having some low snaps tonight. They're using the more traditional uh, hand around the ball snap. But uh, little things like that can make a difference. And, uh, totally. Let's see what Regina's got in store in that trick bag for this series. A lot of time left. 14 minutes to go. They're down by 10. 
Vieira has come in and played very well. 8 of 18 for 164 yards and two touchdowns. They're going to hand it off here to Simon, who hits the pile and dives forward for a few more yards on the day right now. That's his 20th carry. He's at 165 yards heading into that run. Sorry, 162 make it an average of 8.5. Looks like we had a, I'm going to guess, a face mask penalty. There was a helmet pop off, the flag fly up. And, uh, yeah, it is face masking on Regina. And, uh, yeah, in the, in the pile, and all of a sudden a helmet went flying off kind of at a funny <laughs> angle. So that'll push him back inside the 20 at the 15 now. Like that. First and 25. Let's go to the last stat. Uh, Mitch Thompson, as we've called his name a few times, six receptions, 112 yards, two touchdowns. Very, very good day for him. Keep an eye out for him for among offensive players of the week. And whistles blow that play dead before it gets started. The trainer is going to come out on the field here for Regina. Regina heading back uh, left to right as a timeout, Regina. Mm -hmm. um, sun's pretty much gone down. A very nice, clear evening here out of UBC. Beautiful night for football. Perfect temperature. Totally. Uh, fans comfortable just sitting in a t-shirt uh, outside. And virtually no wind. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Yeah, no wind at all. Oh yeah, first time in probably about four or five years. So not since they lost at the Shrumble, they've had a, a night game here. So uh, it's called an evening game of sorts. But uh, two weeks from now, they're actually playing a Friday night game. First time they've had a Friday night lights contest in quite some time as well. So trying to change up a little bit of a culture and atmosphere. Uh, and uh, nice little change. Uh, I'm sure the later start probably enticed a few more people out. Usually a 2 p.m. start. Yeah, it's a great, great experience for uh, UBC students totally. here to build, build on for supporting the Thunderbirds. So here comes Vieira, airing out again, looking down for Bennett. Adjustably, he leaps up and makes a phenomenal catch at the 50-yard line. Bennett just going up and got that one. Great job there as he beat out Dominique Termanson. Andrew Bennett going up and getting it. We haven't, we were saying, you were saying earlier about how we haven't really seen him much and. Uh, he made himself known there with a great catch. Yeah, they've been working him on the isolated side of the field, and he just, uh, he, he looks like a dominant receiver. I'm really impressed with him, and uh, you know, it was just a matter of time before they were going to find a way to get him the Head ball. Head on to the right side that time, instead of going left to Thompson, Simon again on the carry, just across midfield, gets a couple yards, Riley Jones brought him down. Bring about second and seven here. Yeah, excellent tackle by Riley Jones, stepping into the hole and meeting the running back and uh, wrestling him down to the ground. Say so gained four yards, so second and six here. Just under 13 minutes to go here. Vieira was able to came up with a big play with Bennett on second down last time. See what they do here. Ball's at the 54. He's going to be passing, looking left again. Short pass into the hands of Picton. He spins back and... He's going to get just enough for the first down, it looks like. A good catch and good awareness of the first down marker as well. He ran that route with just enough space. Yeah, smart little mix-up. We've seen him air it out, air it out, air it out. And when they needed the six yards, they went for six and a half and got it. Smart, smart play by Regina. So again, moving the chains. The air has done a very good job of coming in and leading this offense. Good mixture of 
Yeah, like you said, the short ones and uh, the long bombs and Simon consistently running it as well. And that's what they're going to do again here as he jukes and he's got more space this time. He's up front. He's got about 10 yards there. Head-on collision around the 35 until he's brought down by Taylor Loeffler. I haven't called his name much, but he's still in there making his presence felt. Yeah, Loeffler stepped up, popped the chin straps off his helmet, but uh, <laughs> he stopped him. And uh, if he hadn't made that stop, that was yeah. an easy scamper into the end zone. Still a very good run again from Simon. He got about 11 on that one. And that's what you want to see in a running game. I mean, this is the point when the other teams are getting tired, yeah. right? And uh, you've got a guy who can pound the rock like him. This is when it pays its benefits. Much of the exact number, but uh, the amount of plays that Regina has played on offense this half compared to UBC's is immensely bigger. Simon tried to spin move there. Maybe got back to the line of scrimmage as UBC swarmed him pretty quickly there. Bring up second and long. Yeah, it's a good point, CJ. You know, as boring as it sounds, if you control the clock, yeah. you control your destiny. So uh, definitely UBC's been on the short end of uh, the clock in the second half. But they're still leading on the scoreboard. Yep. And at the end of the game, yep. that's exactly. what matters. Yeah, that strong first half on both sides of the ball, paying dividends right now as they hold that 10-point lead. Vieira passing again, trying to scramble, flush out of the pocket. He's being chased, but he gets it off, and it's up in the middle. He's going to completion. Flipped up, head over heels as Bennett, but he hauled it in, and he's going to be close to first down yardage. Danny Cavalis, the one who gave him the hit, but uh, great job right there by Vieira to scramble and get the ball off. And yeah, and uh, Dante Vigini was just just on the heels. It was beautiful to watch. You could see him coming, and the eyes were getting big. He thought he was wow. getting a sack. and uh, They do get the first down as well. Yeah, Vieira, that, that's a difficult pass, running to your right and throwing back across your body to your left. Not advised, yeah. but, but it worked. <laughs> and again, Bennett Great. Uh, yeah, big second really down coming conversion. on strong. The combo of the run on first down, which they're going to do again here. Simon gets back to the line of scrimmage, and he's going to bounce out, try and get a few more, and leaps forward and gets maybe a couple. That sets up second down here again where they'll probably pass, and Vieira hoping to convert. That was Dante Vigini, we just mentioned on the tackle that time, was able to track him down. Yeah, and some of that's going to drive uh, the D coordinator a bit nuts, right? When you got four <laughs> bodies on him and he's yeah. still slipping out, it's... Uh, a little bit of wrap-up practice coming up this week, maybe. Richardson's going to come in the game for uh, a sub as Vigini came out there as a Regina player down, taking a knee as the trainers are out, tending to him. He's standing up, and he's walking up under his own power while he's leaning over again. Jade Rowe, it looks like. He's been spelling off Simon as we've gone through the night, so... So this again, Regina is faced with the second down conversion. They still got a lot of time left in this game, just over 10 minutes, second and nine here from the 25. There in the shotgun on the left hash. He's got three guys in motion out to the right, and it's where he's looking. He's going end zone. He's got a man down there, picked him back pedaling, and he got a little bit twisted around. The throw was behind him, and he looks to be down and a little bit injured right now. He's getting up. The pass was just a little bit off, and Pickton did have a step. Yeah, he's uh, shaking it off. He's got up on his own. Yeah, that was that was close. Yeah, the ball just a little bit underthrown. 
He had to turn and adjust, and uh, unlike his teammate Thompson, he just didn't make the contortionist move yeah. at the right time. <laughs> so I'll bring out Fabian in the field goal unit. Fabian looking for his first make of the season. This one for about 32 yards. He missed earlier for just a bit longer than that. Ball's up, got plenty of distance, and it is good. So Regina answers back with a field goal of their own, and it's back to a one-score game, 27-20. 9.54 to go in this fourth quarter. Yeah, exciting for the fans. Yeah, totally. This is the sort of game as a fan that you love to watch. Totally. Uh, coming down to seven, uh, sort of the battle of momentum, all the other pieces that are happening. So it's uh, an exciting finish, and uh, you get to see the crowd getting into it a little bit more. Yeah, they haven't been, uh, hasn't had too much to cheer about in this half, but see what UBC can do here and change things up. UBC take, choosing to take the ball on the 35. Yep. So it'll be O'Connor again in the shotgun. Close to 300 yards here. Gonna hand it off, there's a high flag. Davis trying to go out to the left, trying to turn a corner. Gets a nice block there from Pinto, and he dodges out of bounds. Just shy of the 45, but there was a flag right in the line of scrimmage. And uh, number 12 for Regina, Paulson. Uh, Preston Paulson just about took out their backup quarterback on the sidelines. Uh, <laughs> coming after Marcus Davis with a full head of steam, and he came right into Vieira's knees, and uh, he got a little talking to by the coach after that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of flags in this game. Take a quick look at the number. Yeah. Legal substitution. Yeah, they must have had a player sneaking on after the gates were up. But uh, that'll move the ball forward. That's helpful for UBC. Yep, up to the 45, which is where Davis had uh, originally ran. 9.30 to go here. Ball on the right hash. O'Connor in the shotgun with flanked on either side by teammates. He's going to pass here though. Looking over the middle. Goes it out there to Watson and two oh. guys right around him but he held on to that as he goes to the turf. Great job there by Will Watson. Catches it for about a six yard gain. Corey Green bottom down. Doing his best to break it up but Watson held tough. Yeah, nice catch by Watson. Getting up, getting vertical. Two guys on him and just uh, great vision bringing the ball in. Uh, as that way, they're moving the chains, and uh, this is exciting. It's yeah. an exciting finish. Another great pass by O'Connor sliding that ball right in there. So here he is again, second and about two here, and they're going to pass. Quick throw out right, and it's going to fall to the turf. And the intended target, I believe, was Watson again. And it was only second and two. Uh, but UBC is not to, not to risk, and they're going to pump this one off. The yeah. coverage there was like Frankie Gray. Yeah, and they're lucky that uh, the re UBC receiver, Watson, was stumbling. Yeah. And that ball was heading right to the DB, and he just managed to get his hand in there enough, so uh, it might have prevented an interception. So Van Gilswick's back around his own 40-yard line, and he will boot this one off. Another good punt. It's going to fall into the arms of Rowe, going down the left side trying to get out but a couple of blue jerseys around there it's going to push him out of bounds right around the 20 so great job there for the coverage team Taylor Loeffler leading the charge yeah Loeffler sure having another strong game tonight uh, seven seven tackles uh, coming into the third quarter so and again Mitch Barnett Terrell Davis uh, 
all the names you'd be expecting to call. So it's uh, going to be up to them here and see what sort of a defensive stand they're going to be able to put together with Regina coming on with about eight minutes left. And certainly yep. got time for a lot more football. Oh, totally. So that was Van Gilswick's seventh punt of the contest, averaging over 50 yards per. This one again forces Regina inside their own 20 where they're going to start. Vieira cutting across the middle, hits Thompson in stride. He breaks one tackle, trying to spin, and gets a few more yards across the 30. Nice route there by uh, by Thompson before Adams brought him down. It's an interesting little shift. Uh, Regina's been playing with a seven-man line, and uh, they split those uh, split their tight ends out as split ends uh, in motion on that last play, and sort of caught UBC by surprise. But the, uh, the pressure was intense. They were lucky to get that ball out. And uh, looks like we've got a Regina player down. Again, is getting up. Oh, it's our friend Thompson. He's over 100 yards on the day. Seven receptions. And he is up walking out under his own power. So yeah. he'll set a play out. He sure had a hell of a game. He's got a yep. little bit of blood Very on his good. pants and <laughs> his elbow, and uh, I'm sure they'll put a Band-Aid on him and throw yeah. him back in. He's tough, tough, tough kid. Yeah, two touchdown receptions, both of them in very spectacular, and that uh, that diving catch was a real uh, big play as well. Helped kickstart that Regina comeback. Still haven't completed it yet. Down by seven, Atlee Simon, another good run, a good hit there, lowering the shoulder to stop him in his tracks. That was... Uh, Yanni Kabbalis, yeah, stopping him after about a six-yard gain. Yeah, two opposing forces meeting, collision point, and uh, Kabbalis with an excellent tackle to bring down Simon. So about second and maybe four or so for the Regina Rams. Trying to complete a comeback. They're down by 23 at the half, currently down by seven, with just over seven minutes to go in this fourth quarter. Clean snap, throws it out left, complete. Turn in the corner, picked in, he's got space. It's a couple yards after the catch, up towards the 50 where he's forced out of bounds, but another great second down conversion there by the Regina Rams, moving the chains. Yeah, just slipped off the tackle of Chris Adams and uh, got those extra yards after catch to get that all-important first down for Regina. Balls up at the 50. <laughs> I always find it funny on the stats so they can tell it's an American system. They have third down efficiency and fourth down efficiency, but uh, <laughs> those aren't super relevant to, uh, <laughs> of course, fourth down efficiency, surprisingly, is zero of zero. Yeah, ZBC's huddling up on Coach Nil on the sidelines. Uh, I'm not sure. If it looks like we're in a media timeout. Yes, it would be media. But, uh, it's around the seven-minute mark, yeah. <laughs> the new concept, I think, last year they... Good time to talk, good time to get the troops settled yep. down and focused on what they've got to do. Refs are getting their water as well yep. for the home stretch. Yep, and just worry about the next play. Play after play. Don't worry about the outcome of the game, just worry about this play. That's 7.16 to go. are having an extended conference. Regina yep. is out quick. It looks like they're ready to go with their yeah. play. And UBC's waiting as well. 
And we will get back underway here as the refs are going to get set up in their spot. It's going to be first and 10 from the 50-yard line for Regina. Down by seven. Tyler Vieira is coming in doing a very good job as backup QB. Simon gets the handoff on first down. Is has been the trend, gets maybe a couple yards that time as UBC did a better job of stopping him in his tracks. In fact, that was Dante Vigini in there, causing the ruckus. Vigini's coming on strong at the end. We're calling his name a fair bit yeah. here in the fourth quarter, and Terrell Davis came in on good cleanup duty on the pile there, and yeah. uh, excellent, uh, excellent combo work by the linebacking corp. Leading tackler still Taylor Loeffler, seven total tackles, five unassisted. Burnett has got six total. Second down here. Vieira looking left. Going down now deep into double coverage. It's going to fall down there. Is coming over on the help. That looked like that was Hansen came in and gave a hit on Bennett as he tried to track that one down. Yeah, Troy Hansen. Yeah, that's the, the kind of thing you dream about as a safety or linebacker treating the receiver yeah. running the fade up the sideline and uh, got a free shot and he took it. It was an excellent play by Hanson. So much needed stop there by UBC. Holton, that Regina driver on midfield. See what they can do here. Maybe burn some time off the clock. They haven't been able to do that much as their drives have been pretty short so far. Especially considering that the running game has been pretty non-existent so far. Our best shot might be uh, Marcus Davis, who's yeah. back to receive this punt. Standing around his own 20-yard line, Fabian back for another punt. High, arcing one, angled towards the far sideline, but Davis backpedals to get it. Trying to find somewhere to go, but he was edged in pretty close to that sideline. A great punt there by Andrew Fabian to limit Davis's capabilities there. So UBC will start this driver on their own 25 with 5.59 to go. You're listening live to this game on CITR and Canada West TV. Yeah, some smart coaching there, I think, from Regina. Recognizing, let's just limit limit the big play option, and that's what Terrell Davis, or sorry, Marcus Davis gives you, is that big play option anytime he's uh, around the ball. O'Connor right under center there. Drops back, quick slant, caught by Pinto. Gets up past the 30. That's a couple late hits, but that's maybe about nine yards there. Good play on yardage on first down. Jordi Kimbamba on the tackle. That was a great play by Picton. You could see him looking that ball all the way in. No hesitation turning upfield once he'd secured the ball, and he got he got hit and hung on. That's a great concentration to see out of the young receiver. So it's a second and one right now. Ball's at a 32 on the left hash. O'Connor in the shotgun. He's got Davis right behind him to his left. Three guys in motion, can hand up to Davis, stops, tries to push it out to the right side. He's going to juke, gets a couple yards, definitely enough for the first down. It's about three or four, so an effective run there by Davis to get the much-needed yards. Eventually it was Preston Paulson who brought him down. Yeah, Paulson's nice knifing up from that safety position. Uh, just unabandoned, looked like a bit of a safety blitz coming in and got it just enough of Davis to slow him down. First and ten from the 40, or 36. Under five minutes to go now. UBC holding on to that seven point lead. O'Connor feels that snap, just gets it off before he's hit. Up to the middle, just caught it midfield. Great catch there by David, made to hang in there. O'Connor got hit at one end, man on the other end, but both of them held in there and got it done. Great, great concentration by David Mann. Again, 
net immediately by Paulson on the catch, but that concentration to hold on, secure the ball, so important, and at such a critical point in the game, great play. Yeah, about an 18-yard pickup there on first down. Brings a first and 10 from the 54 UBC, trying to cross midfield. Davis stops, and he's got nowhere to go. Tries to get back to the line of scrimmage, but is swarmed by white jerseys. Flags are flying on the play. Bryce McKinnon was leading the charge for Regina on that one, but again, that running just, Davis, uh, the type of runner he is, he likes to survey the scene, uh, and uh, he kind of saw what he saw and uh, didn't see much. He got skinny, but unfortunately, uh, the big number 69, Bryce McKinnon, doesn't do skinny, <laughs> and he just uh, gave him a big old bear hug from Regina and uh, brought him down. And insult to injury means uh, there was also a hold on the play, but uh, Regina's going to decline that penalty. So the loss of one will make it second and 11 or so from T-Bird uh, 53, just shy of midfield here. Four minutes to go now. Tight, tight ends into the game. That's great to see. Everyone's stacked on the right side. No one on the left, and that's where O'Connor's looking. Gets it off down the field. It's up in the air, picked off. Oh, almost. Uh, just fell to the turf, actually. That was right into the hands of Frankie Gray. That was a lot of white jerseys in the area, and O'Connor definitely forced that one. Yeah, Alex Morrison came back and, and uh, saved that pick. How exciting. They put the big tight end into the game. Uh, <laughs> number 87, Liam Hamey. And he did a fake block. He was wide open. Uh, just uh, unfortunately, Connor didn't see him. Anyway, fun times for the big man. <laughs> so a chance here for Regina. As Van Gilswick boots it off. Not his best punt of the day. Goes out of bounds just inside the 30. So Regina's going to have three minutes and 28 seconds to work with. Down by seven, a chance to tie here. It'll be interesting to see if Thompson makes his way back out. On the last series, he was injured, and uh, I haven't seen him. Uh, I, haven't seen him. I don't see him in the gaggle of guys going out there, but uh, they've got their no, play yeah. called, and they're ready to go right yep. from the sidelines. Good coaching. That's a heads up. Yep. Heads up by Regina. Take advantage using the clock like that. Both these teams looking for their first win of the regular season. 0-1 here into week two. Vieira passing on first down right through the middle and right into the hands of Sindani. Yeah, we've said Sindani and Bennett have been quiet tonight. Yep, both of uh, them had big weeks last week. Yeah, uh, You just know with the kind of talent they've got, there's uh, potentially the big play threat coming. Totally. And they get about nine yards or so on that. Actually, you're going to call for... Uh, yeah, just short, second down, maybe a couple. The whistle, whistles are blowing for the three-minute warning, exactly three minutes on the dot. And the two teams will regroup here and figure out what they'll do for these last push. UBC needing a big stop, and Regina needing seven points to extend this game. Not much of a break there, so we don't need to pause for a TV timeout or anything, so... We get right back underway. Ball's at the 38. Second and one here. And no surprise. Hand off to Simon. He dives straight forward. Gets some good yardage. Still moving the pile. Wow, what a job by Adley Simon. Dragging about six guys with him across the 45. Easily gets the one yard he needed. Eventually, Terrell Davis brought him down. But Adley Simon, another great 
Rush getting close to that 200 yard mark. Yeah, we've seen Regina going quite, quite often with a seven man line with two tight ends. They're down to five now and they're spreading, spreading uh, the receivers right across the field. Uh, horizontally, and, and they're, they're pressing on UBC, which is down to a three-man rush now. First and 10 at the 47. Passing again, Vieira zips it through, just out of the reach. I think that was Wilson, the intended target, but a couple of teamers in the area. Adams in there to help break it up. Stops the clock at 2.25. Yeah, it's this time of the game. It's just as equal that UBC could uh, step in front and pick off one of those. Yeah. Passes. That'd be an exciting end for the team, but uh, got to let the clock run out and uh, do their part to stop Regina on this drive. Yeah, very clean game in terms of turnovers. No interceptions, no fumbles. Uh, only turnover was the one on downs. So a clean game in that regard. And whistles blow it dead. And uh, yeah. I think UBC might have called the timeout. Yeah, we got a timeout coming. Blake Neal's got his clipboard hanging from his pocket. And <laughs> probably draw something up here. You don't want to end the game with a couple of those in your back pockets no. unused, so you may as well use them. Yeah, both teams with two left. So in good in good shape in that regard. But yeah, 225, that's still a lot of time. Second and ten coming up. Another big conversion uh, chance here for the, for the Rams. They've been very good. Both teams have been very good. We see stumbled a little bit in the second half, but um, it's funny with Vieira. The one thing we haven't seen out of uh, him tonight is a roll, and you think they may right. may want to get a little more depth on the field and maybe roll him out uh, one side or the other. The coach was in talking to the line and drawing something up on the uh, the Rams board at the same time that UBC is drawing up their play. So let's see who's got the better drawing. Here we are, 2:25. Ball's right in the middle of the field. Three guys in motion, out to the left. Looking back, going through the middle, eye up in the air. Great catch by Mitch Picton. Fighting off two T-Bird jerseys, and he's pumped for good reason. A phenomenal throw and a phenomenal catch right into T-Bird territory. Awesome catch. Yeah. Just, just almost on the play. Troy Hansen just a little bit there, but Picton certainly done a, done a big job, and, you know, seeing his cousin go out tonight, he certainly rose to the occasion in that receiver ranks uh, for Regina and then had an excellent second half. Yeah, well, we haven't called the names of Bennett and Sundowney much. It's been Picton and Thompson picking up their share of the load. Simon's going to take the handoff on first down. He lowers his head and barges forward across the 35. Gets about six on there before Terrell Davis eventually brought him down. Another very good run from the second year back. Yeah. I can't say again how impressed I am. Terrell Davis switching from running back to yeah. linebacker. Not yeah. the easiest shift in the world. But when you look at him play last year, he's a he's a big man. Yeah, he's he's, uh, he's pounding it right at that linebacker. Yeah, great player. Spot. Saw him throw a touchdown pass last year. He's very athletic. Handoff again to Simon, barging forward, and he's going to get enough for the first down. Close to the 30. The T-Birds are waving their arms, saying no, but refs are no hesitation to move those chains as Regina is putting forward another very nice drive here. Under two minutes now, 140. It's a good mix. Their, their linebackers got to respect the, the hard running of Simon, and that's just freezing them just for a second. I wouldn't be surprised to see little bit of play action here uh, with him down to that five-man yep. line. Yeah. So balls with 31. He will pass here. Empty backfield. Looking left. He's going to flush on go to the right now. 
And he's just inside the line of scrimmage and tosses it to Bennett. Smart play there as he knew his line of scrimmage and got a few extra yards instead of scrambling and Bennett hold it in for about five yards. There's that rollout we are talking about. Yeah. So bought himself a little extra time. Kind of a funny play happening there. Uh, we had Boyd Richardson come in on a hard charge. And again, another one of the Picton crew that's on this team, Aaron, uh, literally lifted him up and, <laughs> and got Boyd airborne. That's not an easy job. So here comes Vieira passing again. Second down, right through the left side. And again, it's picked and holding it in. And another big second down conversion there for the Rams. Moving the chains. As we're just under a minute now, 59 seconds. And this is territory as well where it's this, uh it's not the matter of if you don't get it, you're going to punch it home for a stop. They're uh, going touchdown or broke right now. Yeah, they're looking good. I can't. I think we're just calling Picton on every play. Yeah. There. It's either Aaron or Mitchell or some of their yeah. offense. They're doing a great job. Yeah, I guess uh, Vieira, Vieira Picton combination instead of just the Picton Picton combination. And here comes Vieira again on first down. He's looking end zone, going deep right side. There's a couple blue jerseys. That's going to be picked up by Loeffler. It was touchdown or broke, and the Rams are going to end up broke there as the home run pass gets picked off by Loeffler. The strong game capped off by a victory ceiling interception. Yeah, Loeffler, right place, right time. And uh, again, ball intended for number six, Mitchell Picton. I thought it was a little bit aggressive. They maybe went yeah. a little bit early on that play because that was from the far hash all the way across to the other side. That's a great play by Loeffler. Yeah, Loeffler, uh, unbelievable play. We've been calling his name all game. How exciting for UBC. 36 seconds left on the clock. And uh, smart to be finishing this off right now. And the crowd's back to life here. First and 10 UBC, they're gonna try and run this one out. Davis gets the handoff, crosses the 20. He's stopping his tracks. Got a couple yards there. Be a timeout, Regina. Stop the clock. And that, that ball came out. Really? That ball popped out. It was floating around on the ground there. And it was a kind of cavalier, how everyone was looking at it. And. Uh, Still T-Bird ball Thank you. By, all, by all signs. I think UBC's lucky. Yeah. <laughs> that we don't have film review or uh, instant replay because <laughs> yeah. that was... No uh, challenge flags. <laughs> yeah, well, Regina's got a... You know, they've uh, battled back. UBC can be thankful that they've uh, maintained that edge on the score, but Regina definitely showed some heart. Uh, and battling back this game uh, with their backup quarterback in. But again, can't say enough about Lockler and that uh, way to end the game. He's certainly been coming for him. Second down here and nine yards. I think they've each got uh, one timeout left. Uh, China. Still has two, so I guess it was UBC called the timeout there, unless the scoreboard flipped it. Yeah. Um, 30 seconds to go. UBC, one more first down to ice it, and it's going to be passed over to Pinto. He catches it, but he a big hit. Oh, man. 
Number Good job to hold on to him, but he took a number big hit there. Sliding in there. Uh, yeah, Mike, Michael Stefanovic, a punishing tackle right into the rib area on, on uh, Pinto. They will be short of first down yardage. Yep, so we've got 25 seconds left on the clock, and Van Gilswick's going to be... Yeah, Van Gilswick's got his work cut out for him to do one last... That 50-yard average is going to be yeah. important on this punt. You can hear the crowd. They're, they're yeah, into they're it. they're into it. They know what's at stake right now. They want exactly. a T-Bird win. Clock's running down. Probably going to be about five seconds on the clock once Van Gilsdorf lets this one fly. He's standing at his own 10-yard line right now. Let's it go, and it's a good one. End over end, fielded at the 45. Oh. It's going to be dropped. Giving chase there. Rowe trying to get somewhere to go, and zero's on the clock. And UBC, after a great punt coverage, especially when they need it, they're going to hold on for the 27-20 victory. Warren Reese getting it down the clinching tackle. And a well-rounded effort. It was a, you, can say, you can't really say it was never in doubt, but UBC got it done in the end, holding on for the big, big victory in front of a huge crowd here at Thunderbird Stadium. Yeah, how exciting. The team is coming together at center field, and uh, what a great feeling. Uh, gathered yeah. in on Coach Nil. Line is set to line up to shake hands. Giving their celebratory final handshake. They're going to go throw some, give the fans a big salute. And Regina's kind of left right now. They want to go for their postgame handshake, and UBC kind of <laughs> left them hanging. Interesting move by yeah. uh, Coach Neal. Uh, yeah, not sure the other coach will be too pleased yeah. with that. But uh, they're all celebrating with the fans right now. But, yeah, Regina's all lined up waiting for uh, – Handshake, oh. and they're coming back now. Got a little bit of cool in the game going on. Yeah. Celebration. <laughs> First time we've heard that here in a while. That's that's good. That's a good sound. We want to hear more yeah. of that here. And the team's got to be proud of that uh, accomplishment tonight. I think and that's uh, the first time in three years they've won on homecoming. That's right. Maybe these night games are the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how it goes uh, next time. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we're going to stand by quickly. Uh, Olamide is down on the field. And he's going to try and track down Taylor Loeffler. After he had a fantastic game. Yeah. Barnett was Canada West Player of the Week, uh, Defensive Player of the Week last week, and wouldn't be surprised to see Mr. Loeffler taking home that regard. That game-clinching uh, interception in the end zone, sealing the deal. Yeah, can't say enough about Loeffler. Uh, Barnett. Barnett. And... and uh, also, Terrell Davis. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. uh, he really played a great game. Don't forget, he was the one who forced uh, Regina's starting quarterback, Mo Pickton, yeah. out of the game with a huge hit. And, uh, you know, on tackle after tackle after tackle tonight. Uh, and played great on special teams as well. You have Ola down on the field, trying to track down Loeffler. Some little players are kind of running off. Might prove a little bit difficult. So keep stand by. And hopefully get some final stats as well. Teams huddling up. So they get victory talk from uh, 
from Mill. Yeah, I'm sure that he's going to have a little chat with the team. And uh, what a great feeling. That's uh, yeah. so overdue for this team. And like we talked about right out of the gate at the top, uh, that culture shift, that culture change. And you see it everywhere. You see it in little things like the different side of the field. Yeah. You see it in the, the new helmet, the new logo. Yeah. Uh, and just the attitude of go celebrate with your fans uh, before doing the team shake. And uh, all those little things add up to big differences. And I'm sure Coach Mill's going to be happy with the home, homecoming start to his uh, tenure as a head coach of the UBC Thunderbirds. So 27-20 was the final score. Um, Regina got on the board first with the Rouge, but UBC answered back with 24 unanswered points. Morrison, two-yard TD run. Morrison, one-yard TD pass from Michael O'Connor, who's just around 300 yards passing on the evening. Ben Cummings with a one-yard TD run. Ben Gilswick, 34-yard field goal. Then Regina went on a bit of a roll of their own. They had an onside kick to start the second half. Doubled the ball, turned it into a touchdown. Mitch Thompson, 25-yard pass. And Regina forced a safety. Thompson was at it again after another onside kick. 20-yard touchdown. Thompson capped that off. But a touch, uh, Ben Gilswick field goal helped UBC get a little bit of back. Fabian added a late field goal, but uh, UBC's defense had a phenomenal moments in the first half. Slipped a little bit as Tyler Vieira had a great job uh, passing and Atlee Simon around 200 yards rushing, but it came up big when needed to. Closed out the very big victory. Yep, the team's dispersing now. And let's see if we can get uh, Loeffler for a bit of a comment. Keeping an eye down there to see if he's pulled away from the pack because they're all dispersing. Cool and the gang still ringing throughout the air, celebrating the good times. Oh, it looks like he's uh, hopping in on the interview with Coach Nell. Awesome. So we're going to tune in down there live into the huddle. down there, standing by on that front. Just working on that here. That was a pretty big field goal in this game. All right. Oh, it was. Yeah. You know, um, we have huge potential on this team. Yeah. We're, what we're battling now is a culture of complacency yeah. and, and a culture where we can't go out and get it done yet. And, and we'll get it done. It's just changing the attitude of the kids. On the day of your hiring, you said you were really blown away by homecoming crowd 2014, Blake. This crowd today is the largest in at least 25 years. You want to know something? Um, it, this, it made it worthwhile. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's... Uh, I, this was an incredible atmosphere. I, I told the kids at beginning of the game and at halftime, we got to go out and not only protect our on-field product, but protect our off-field product because we're trying hard. Yeah. There's so many people working hard to try and make this a premier 
a, you know, a premier varsity football program in the country. And, and you've seen the potential. It's just like us. We have potential. We just got to work hard to keep it. All right, Coach. Thank Thanks, you so Alex. much. Take care. Bye, guys. Okay, so uh, thanks a lot for your time, Coach Neil. Uh, so tonight you've won your, your home opener. So uh, what does that feel like for you? Honestly, that was, I don't want to go through too many of those. But <laughs> but you know what? We're a young, young team, and it's um, we're going to have these moments, right? We're going to have moments of inconsistency, moments where where it looks like we can't do things, and then we're going to have moments where we just connect. Okay, and I understand that Brendan Deschamps was absent today because of his injury, so uh, how are we able to compensate for that? We can compensate for it. We're, we don't have a, a replacement for Brendan yet. We can run a little bit, but uh, we don't have a lot of... We need him back in the lineup. Uh, Coach Neil, you've had some pretty big roster turnover coming into this season with almost half of the roster being brand new. Do you think that maybe that's altered the chemistry and affected your rocky start of the season? Oh, absolutely. Like, we have we have a lot of young kids on the that are playing major roles, right? And uh, you know what? Like I said, there, there are times when they're firing on all cylinders and they're connecting, and then there's times when they when they just show their inexperience and and we have to we just have to overcome it you know i told in 2013 i told my my crew back then we were we were the second youngest team in the country and i said you know what guys we just got to find a way to win every week and when we find a way to win uh we'll be better and the next win will be easier and and hopefully the next week you know we're a better team and you know we're going against a very tough manitoba team next week you had a pretty dominant start to the game, the coming out of the first half of the 24 to one lead. What changed in the third when uh, you know? You know what changed? I'll, I'll tell you exactly what happened. We had we special teams, special teams. We had a special team mistake that took momentum away, and and our kids are so young right now that they um, they just don't recover very well from adversity yet right they will become better they'll become they're they're used to having a tough time and then falling ending up on the wrong side of the score adversity and and when we have adversity they'll become stronger and um you know eventually they'll always believe they can win no matter what and that's what we're striving to do right already looking forward to um improving in the next coming games just our consistency like we've played you know what we've played six halves of football right now and four out of those six we've played so well but two of them we've really have uh, underachieved and we need to be just more consistent in the second half Blake, I wanted to ask you about Michael O'Connor. Yeah. Um, he's three games into his first season how would you assess his play to this point up and down like the team some inconsistencies, yes. You know, often Michael's trying to do too much, right? But you, when he when he's given some support, um, he he makes a lot of really good plays too. But he's just a youngster, right? He's just a kid. He's got to deal with a lot because whether it's NCAA or CIS, when there's a, a free guy coming off the edge that's 230 pounds and running right at you, 
you know, there's there's an urgency in terms of getting making your reads and and getting the, rid of the ball. Michael is is. I'm going to tell you the one thing that impresses me the most about him is he picks himself up, you know, after every hit, goes back in the huddle, and and tells the guys, let's get ready for this game, this next play. Yeah. Is he? So that's head coach Blake Neal discussing uh, his team's performance today. And uh, as he was saying, it's definitely consistency issues. That first half was pretty dominant. In the second half, uh, only scored three points and uh, outplayed for a lot of it. But in the end, uh, it's a victory, and you can't really complain about that. Yeah, he seems really dialed into the team. He's, uh, he knows he's got a youth movement on his hands and uh, that confidence, uh, building that one play, one as he said, a half at a time. Yeah. And uh, interesting way to look at your uh, performance so far by six six halves over yeah. the three games. But uh, I'm liking what he's saying. I think I, he's. I, I love how he he tells it as it is. There's there's none of those cliches. Uh, he's not afraid to admit that his team has laps in areas, and it's it's great to see. And you can tell why he's one of the most decorated coaches in CIS history. Yeah, I think the players tune into that too, right? Totally. They've, uh, They've had all kinds of coaching through the years and getting someone who just uh, lays it out. And it, who, I think what's really neat is that uh, he's sort of sending the message that I'm here with you. Yep, totally. Right, And uh, that's got to feel comforting for a young team as they're, they're finding their legs. So in the end, a 27-20 victory for the UBC Thunderbirds over the Regina Rams, holding on to the contest in front of a packed house here at Thunderbirds Stadium. Next uh, broadcast will be two weeks from now on a Friday, September 25th, uh, an evening game, Friday Night Lights here at... Thunderbird Stadium. So thanks very much for tuning in tonight. Um, for myself, CJ Pentland, alongside Brent Calvert.